the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of Father, we would rather fall upon you and be broken than have you fall upon us and crush us to powder. We pick the alternatives that are better. At this moment, we request that you hear, you see, you show mercy, you answer, and more than we could ask or imagine, every prayer that has been prayed here according to your will. I rebuke blindness. I rebuke deafness. I rebuke dumbness. I rebuke hardness of heart. In the name of Jesus. I take authority over this space. I bring the kingdom of God to bear. Rejoicing with we are no more sad. We found you, O Holy One. This is my prayer, good God. Teach our hands to war, teach our fingers to fight. Show us, Lord, the way to the light, O God. Show us what we were made for. Father, teach our hands to war, teach our fingers to fight. Show us, Lord, the way to the light, O oh God. Show us what we were made for. Together, teach our hands to war, teach our fingers to fight. Show us, Lord, the way to the light, oh God. Show us what we were made for. Everybody say, Teach our hands to war, teach our fingers to fight. Show us, Lord, the way. Show us, Lord, the way to the light, oh God. Show us what we were made for. Teach our hands to war, teach our fingers to fight. Show us, Lord, the way to the light, oh God. I want everyone to sing along. It's a prayer. Come on. Teach our hands to war. Teach our fingers to fight. Show us, Lord. Show us, Lord, the way to the light. Oh, 
what we were made for. Show us what we were made for. This is the prayer you are asking the Lord. Teach my hands to war, teach my fingers to fight. Show us, Lord, the way to the light, oh God. Show us what we were made for. One more time, can everybody say? Teach our hands to war, teach our fingers to fight. Show us, Lord, the way to the light, oh God. Show us what this be answered before they leave this place before they leave this place the Lord will do much more than you can ask or imagine way beyond you way beyond you why because he can and because he loves you and this is what you were made for. Thank you, good God. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may have your seat. I appreciate the opportunity to be here to share the truth with you. NCCF Eloran, Okwara State. I won't spend much time introducing much because we don't have much time. You know, I have a problem in my home church. When we started, it was females that showed up first because females tend to show up first for certain things first. <clears throat> they may not be the most at the end, but at the beginning. They are more pliable. That can be good or bad. Because they can also be more gullible, but the females showed up. And they're quite, compared to maybe every seven females or six or seven, there was one male about that. Sometimes maybe ten to one. There were a few males. So a lot of my leadership, young people, um, you know, were females. Now I don't even, it's years later I thought of it. See, they are mostly females. I didn't even think of it. Because I don't see male, female like that. Um, that might offend some guys, but uh, I don't care. So, if I explain why, <laughs> thank God if I don't, doesn't matter. Go and read your Bible well. Female. So I have all these females. The first batch of leaders, I had eight leaders. Seven were female. If you don't like it like that, get born again. Guys, are you understanding me? I will not bring you from with a bottle of beer now. You come and be leader. How? So I found who I found. And the females kept coming. So they began earlier than many of the males. To, and with a significantly extensive Bible study. So they know a lot of Bible. And one of my greatest worries was what will we do when they marry? all of them will know more than their husbands. All. All. There is no topic mentioned. They will know more than you. And that's one of my greatest prayer points. So I have a crisis in our local church. Join me and pray. That the men will get more 
passionate about knowing truth, about being in the presence of God. And even those of you sitting here, now I don't know anybody here except my people. One, two, three. Doris, how are you? Four. So, Lagos, one, two. Ekiti. Okay, Lagos, too. Those are the people I know. I don't know any of the rest of you. I'm glad I don't know you. I'm always glad when I don't know people. So when I preach you, you can't say I know you. So I told that man my secrets. He came and preached it. Do I know you? Well, let me say what. Do I know you before? For those of you that are from churches where they say smiling and laughing is a sin, you're about to be in a world of pain. Because if I have a joke come to my mind, I will say it. If it's severe, I will say it. Any shape it comes, I will say it. So if your pastor told you that the minister cannot, I'm going to break every rule. If you don't like it, when it's question and answer session, show me the scriptures. Don't hold back anything. The way I don't hold back, you are not permitted to hold back. I believe they say it's a retreat. Is this a retreat? Or what do you come for? Jamboree. Gala night. It's not even a tehila night. Abi? Retreat. What is retreat? Give me three retreats in the Bible. Just think, random name, individual group, whatever. And they retreated. The person went aside. Just take some glory, raise your hand, shout in him. Raise the hand first. You, you will not be cowards. Don't hide behind people. Raise your hand first. So if you fumble, you fumble royally. Yes? Don't whisper. Am I whispering? Don't stand up. Sit down. Raise your voice. Paul, Arabia, three years. That is a retreat. You almost hear nothing of the bro. Huh? You people, I heard you were eating my mind. Did you eat my mind? Was it nice? I heard you moved my meeting by one hour to eat my mind. I forgive you before we even know ourselves. You didn't eat the mind? Were you in retreat in Arabia before? Okay, so there's, there, did you hear? Three years, he went back to Tarsus, and then he went away into Arabia. Arabia is not in, let me just start. Okay, so once in a while I may look for trouble. Trouble is where I disrupt what you have believed for years, what you know is true. Now once I mess with your beliefs, write it down. I hope you have a book. They told you, carry a book, pen. I'm a teacher, and a preacher, and a pastor. You write on your phone first. Did they tell you to off your phone? Did he tell you when I say negative things about people's phones, bad things happen? He didn't tell you. You don't love them? Ah, don't do them strong things. I came all the way from Akwaibom State. Did you come to hear the truth? I will still say what I wanted to say. Some of you say, yes sir, you came to hear the truth? Have you ever heard the truth? Some of you may have never heard the truth before. 
No, I've been in church since I was born. <laughs> uh, truth and church are not exactly the same, especially if the church is not defined by the truth. Do you want to hear the truth? When you know the truth, what will it do? To set you free. Do you want to be free? But you cannot be free if you do not know the truth. You hear me? Are you sure? You cannot be free if you don't know the truth. So I came in from Uyo. How many of you have been to Uyo before? Not been to Uyo before. One, two, three. What I would waste hours doing while you lose out on the little time we have. I'll spend five minutes just pulling down all your fences so that we spend the rest of the time seeing ourselves eye to eye. Do you understand this? I would rather shock you a million times and bless you enough for you to receive from me that which the Lord has given me. Because if you don't get it early, after we've been here for hours or maybe towards the end of tomorrow session or sessions or whatever, towards the evening, you suddenly start saying, oh wow, yes, I think I need to. By then it's gone, it's over. We are separating, going our separate ways and, you know, nothing like what's new, what could have been. Alright, to maximize what can be. I hope you understand this. I hope you understand. Let's maximize the time we have. The easiest way to that is, I'll teach you something God told me in 2013. Say obedience is the strategy. Say it again. Obedience is the strategy. Everything you've been told about how prayer is the way, this and that, all is a lie. Obedience is the way. You want to win every battle? You obey God. If God says pray, you pray. If he says stand up from your face, Joshua, and go and dig out your Achan, you stand up. You don't keep praying. Are you hearing me? If you lie down there and pray while there's Achan in your camp, you will die. All of you will be finished up. It is far better. You learn to hear God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every prayer session which he involves himself with. But by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God, every proceeding word, every presently proceeding word, if you learn to hear, you will live for the words which he speaks, they are spirit and they are life. The first Adam man was earthy. The second man is from above. His words, John 6, are spirit and they are life. And God breathed into the man he had formed and he became a living soul. The man from above makes us a life-giving spirit. You cannot live if you have not received his words. His words are the breath of God. 
into you, the new man he formed at the cross. There's a lot of error in the minds of Christians. They told me my first job is to distinguish between Babylon and Zion. Yes? Babylon versus Zion. Is that on your timetable? Uh-huh. So, a lot of what I will do will be to show you the distinction between the Babylon in you. When we are done, you will begin to have an understanding of how much of Babylon you have in you right now. And why when judgment comes, you come on you too. And you say, God, why? You remember that pastor that came from you? Those are your people. Is it your father? Huh? Is there anything like a straight vehicle down here? Straight flights? There's nothing like that. Too. You guys, Elorin is, is blessed. Blessedly far. To come to it, you must go to Abuja first. You must go to Lagos first. So I've come at great cost across a great distance. Not to watch you ignore me. Mm-mm. We fight here now. Do you understand what I'm saying? I will love you, you will love me. You can't help but love me. I bring good tidings. However, you must follow some rules. For all of you that have been told that there are no rules in the body of Christ, it's just Jesus. <laughs> Go and stand outside by the window now. There are rules in this space. That rule will include you don't take calls, of course, and you don't chat on your phone. Or I'll whisper something, your phone will knock. He didn't tell you. You know, they take me, <clears throat> they love me, but they are too used to me. But they have stories. If I drop the mic, I tell two minutes. They should tell you stories. You won't even know what happened. I've said it. It's a retreat. If it's a typical retreat that we have in my congregation, you come in the morning around 7.30, and you're there till we have a break around 2 or 3. Seven days, five days, three days. You don't, you're not, you don't even look at your phone. You're focused. You know why people don't meet God anymore? Because you can't keep quiet. You can't keep quiet. There's so much noise. And when the Lord is just about to start speaking. Quick story. Real story. Anything I tell you that I say is from somewhere. And you see me. So I won't interrupt myself. I'll turn and do this. It means you ask him for it. So this story I'm about to tell you is in an article, a short couple of pages document called Spiritual Warfare in the Heavenlies or something like that. Just remember, note it down later on, ask him. And it can be put out on your group or on your thing and everyone can read it. Read the full version yourself. Anything I point to in judge. That's how this world will end. And it will be disastrous. And most Christians will be in it. And no matter what funny belief you carry, if you don't act now, while there is yet time, and build your ark, you will be swept away in the floodwaters of judgment. So listen for the definitions. Even if they kidnapped you, I won't ask, but some of you may have been kidnapped to be here. Your roommate that loves God say, come, let's go. Or some doesn't love God, but loves company. Come, let's go. Let's leave this village and go to Lori. Love sightseeing. 
they dragged you. You might think it's a little thing, but some of you, that will, this, uh, conference or retreat may have been organized for people like you the most. You might be at the very top of God's list of reasons. God can shift everything in a place just for one person. So I've given you one, two, three requests. One, you want to say something, you want to ask a question or something. Let me see your hand. I may add this addendum. You can laugh. Some of you, your deliverance will come from while you're laughing. Some of you, you have spirit of uptightness. It's affecting your jawline. You're not even married yet. You laugh in Jesus' name. If it is laugh-worthy, you will laugh. You will not go. Keep it down. This makes me look spiritual. You're not spiritual anything. Not where I am. Leave that thing. I'm probably more spiritual than you, so, and I laugh. If you tell a joke, me, I'll laugh. I won't even form man of God with power for the hour that doesn't go sour. I won't form man of God with power for the hour that never goes sour. So, yeah, I'm speaking too quickly for you. I should speak slowly. Uh, so you can laugh if it is fun. Some of you have demons. Before you leave, by the grace of God, you'll be delivered because you need to be delivered. Some of you have been told Christians can't have demons. If you ask in a question nicely, if I don't say it when you didn't ask, I will show you in the Bible that Christians have demons. I mean. On the other hand, there will be a million other things I will want to say and I will not have the time to say. Therefore, I will send you to our website and you can have access to our messages on Google Drive, wherever it is, on the cloud and listen to specific things explained thoroughly. If you're from the typical background, church background, typical, just you're coming out from normal church, whether it's what Nigerians call orthodox or old line denominations, like the Lutheran, the Roman Catholic, the Anglican, the Methodist, you know. If you're coming from that, or you're coming from the classical Pentecostal, backgrounds which can go all the way back from the older line Pentecostals like the Apostolic Church and similar groups. Even some of the Aladura types or the more recent Pentecostal groups, whichever brand your background is. And maybe there are some that are even from cessationist backgrounds here. Church of Christ types, uh, you know, you don't believe in the Holy Spirit like that, healing, uh, prophecy, you know, gifts of the Spirit that they are still active and at work. <laughs> whichever background you have, I'll encourage you to be open-minded. Because no matter what, all of us agree that we need Jesus. 
to help us, right? I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage us. I'm going to motivate us to be expectant. Blessed. The word means happy. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. With what? <laughs> Answer now. With righteousness, what were you testing for? Was it not hunger and thirst after righteousness? You think you'll be filled with money? You'll be filled with righteousness. That's what you're hungry and thirsty for. Uh, but the challenge with that, if you're hungry and thirsty for any other thing, you might be full of what you're hungry and thirsty for. And unfortunately, few people are hungry and thirsty for righteousness because someone told you that Jesus has done, gotten all the righteousness you need. So what are you hungry and thirsty for? You already have it. It's done. That's a popular belief in Nigeria and around the world right now. It's an incredible error. You can't hunger and thirst after what you have. Who ate moi moi, the moi moi? You were full of it. You were, you tire yourself. You, you gave some to someone. I'm asking a question. Nobody, all of you went like any more Oliver Twist. Really? Even none of the sisters, you can even form a Jebus small and just. You want to some guy. You ate all. What has the world come to? <laughs> okay, let's hope you ate something else. This must have been one day you ate and you were full. If you're full of something, you don't want it anymore. So the question is, when people are not hungry and thirsty after something, it means they are full of something else. Why people are not hungry and thirsting after righteousness is because they are full of something else. Either a fake righteousness or some other pursuit is before you. And I ask and pray that all such caps, like the wells which Abraham had dug that Isaac had to reopen, all the sand, earthiness, carnality, fleshliness that has filled up the spaces that were to be filled with righteousness will be opened up in the name of Jesus. In the future, it's best you don't sit next to your friend. Friends are a distraction. Look for someone you don't barely know. Sit next to them. Has, is everyone my witness when I laid out the rules? Anyone here didn't understand? You have a question about anything I said. Ask it now. Any questions? About what I've said so far. The rules, not the Bible. You can ask that one later. You have any question? Write it down immediately. When it's time for questions, you can tear it and pass it to an usher or you ask it straight. Okay? Don't be shy. I beg you. Don't be afraid of anything. I am very safe. Except I'm dangerous with phones. Uh, what else am I dangerous? There are a few things that, well, you shouldn't play about, but especially your phone while I'm with you. Did I tell you what happened? Do you want to hear? 
Um, okay, so for a friend, a brother in church, he was doing something with his phone that he should not have been doing. And then pastor just says something like, you people should be careful, this one, that one. And for the first time, his phone falls and cracks. The screen cracks in such a bad way that he has to spend money to fix it. And up until then, he had been careless with the phone at different instances and nothing had happened. Well, the one I remember was personal and... Now, okay, so it's not really in line with being in the meeting as it were, but, you know, we've been told in the house then that we should not do, you know, that time I had gotten born again and I was doing things with my phone I was not supposed to do. And then pastor had, I think I was listening to a message that period or something. I knew it that I was wrong. It was, it was almost like I was hearing pastor's voice behind what I was doing. So as I went out and came back, my phone just stopped working. It didn't, I don't, it didn't fall down. Nothing happened. It just stopped working. If I give Bernard, you say many, many things, so I'll not tell you. So, listen. Phones have been known to jump out of people's hands as though someone hit it into big gutters, like this. Like from the service, as just leave like this. People have been known to stand in front of their hostel door and someone runs, Steve or whoever, and just grabs their phone only. Now, you see, I wouldn't say it, but because of the number of times it happens, I'm not playing. This is how they hear me. They come and they hear, huh? Then they walk from here to there. And then the phone disappears. Then they will say, that man of God, he cursed. Have you heard me curse anybody? You won't answer. You are remembering. There are many stories of bad things happening to folks. So please don't, uh, you're not used to uh, consequences. You're like, no, what God has not said. That's the question. Are you sure God has not said in this time? So till you're very sure God said, and my child, you shall pick the phone. You shall look at it now for I, as I spoke to Moses, I speak to you. Just don't be distracted. Don't be chatting. Don't do it. Resist that temptation. Because when I say it, I think angels take notes and start watching out for the criminal. Then they deal with them. Usually results in deliverances. Yes? So one of the sisters was handling her phone in a way she should not. And then pastor goes like, I think you should put that phone. Very soon you're going to lose that phone. you know. And then she goes to the market and the phone gets stolen. So the story was that why that pastor usually says... And that he's the reason that the person came back that pastor is the reason her phone got lost. So typically, when he says something, we'll try to tell him to unsay it because something is going to happen and then we're going to blame him for saying it. And I've come to a place where I don't care if you blame me. So, those days, four years ago, I used to be worried. Now, I, like, how? Picking when no hear what? I can't remember the rest. What happens to the picking? We are going to hear the word of God today, this evening. We'll be here this night. And we'll be here tomorrow. The things I've said stand throughout those meetings. The hand of God, I've prayed, will be upon you. Understanding will be your portion. Lord will give you eyes to see and ears to hear.
The technical people do what you can do without being distracted ever. Technical people, don't be distracted. Or next thing, I'll off the mic and use my voice, and then we can pay attention. I don't live to perform ever. I don't give a hoot about what people think. I care about what my king thinks every second. I don't work for you. I work for him. I am his messenger. So whatever I'm doing is not about, oh, another place, another chance to shine. I couldn't care less. If you wouldn't complain, I'll come here with shorts and a t-shirt. But you would complain. Because where you're coming from, they strangle themselves up to this point. Some of you. You somehow think that matters. That it makes... That when they go to the toilet, it does not smell. It's a lie. We are human beings like you are. However... When you say a bottle is a bottle, a bottle is a bottle, a human being is a human being. But what is inside differs. How much this bottle of water? Lamide. You didn't want to answer. Lamide. One fifty. That's how much the water and this plastic. Is deemed what? If it was full of olive oil, not that thing you buy and call olive oil, that's not olive oil, that's vegetable oil with a chemical inside that keeps it from hardening. Real olive oil. Okay, let me say, the highest grade olive oil is called extra virgin. Not virgin olive oil, it's called extra virgin. This amount of oil, in this same exact bottle, who can guess about how much it might cost? About, no dear, not 2,000. It's going to be in the range of about 10,000 naira. This same bottle. The thing inside, inside. What's inside is what matters. You treat this bottle, therefore, not based on the bottle. Are you hearing me? But what is inside the bottle? You say a bottle is a bottle. And you throw away a bottle of extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> you don't have sense. That 10,000 I'm saying, I think I'm even wrong. Because these things are so costly, it's incomprehensible. It's if, if they are costly. The real thing. That size that you buy, that small one they told you family to bring. And they said, how much? They said, bring a bottle of olive oil for prayers. You bought it 200. 500. If it's the real olive oil inside, it will be almost 5,000 there. <clears throat> so, treat every person you come across based on what is inside them and you will gain the benefits despise it and lose things of great cost. I have seen people come to their senses one year later, two years later, and they realize what it was they had. Did any of you ever have something that was very valuable, you didn't know, 
and when you found out, you started treating it well, or you had already given it out. Has this happened to anyone here? And you can remember what it was? Who can? Raise your hand. Tell me. Who can remember? Something you treated lightly. Then one day you found out this thing is very valuable. Anyone? Yes, sir. What was it? Speak up. Bitcoin? No. No. No, 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 no. You have never held Bitcoin. Bitcoin is an idea in someone's head. I'm sorry. Uh, I hear most Nigerians have thrown away. I hear recently it crashed again. Huh? Yeah, nobody in my church lost one naira. They listen to their pastor. <laughs> Except the foolish ones. They're always losing money. <laughs> you know, I just saw a news headline. Just yesterday, but I think it's a few weeks now. I, I just saw it. They said trillions. Trillions of dollars. I wonder if Nigerians lost anything. And I know they do Bitcoin. If I was you, I would leave it alone. <laughs> if I was you. Now, there are things that are not in the Bible. There are things that are in the Bible. Among the things that are in the Bible is that he that has wealth suddenly, it will develop wings and fly away. Bitcoin is classic Babylon. And all over this country. You, now, Christians, you will lose money. Ah, uh, now go and listen to my sermons from one year, two years ago. Go and listen. So you don't say, I'm saying it because of the two crashes that have happened in the last six months. Go and listen to what I was saying when I was promising you. The, the last time I was making the promise, I think within days, within some days, the thing crashed. Bam! That one I think was billions they lost. This one I think is even more. So go, put your money in Bitcoin. I promise you one thing, you will lose it. Why? You're disobedient to scripture. Scriptures say that if you want to be rich suddenly, it will develop wings. It says that it's with labor that you profit. But you, you want to break every scripture. You want to profit without labor. That's how Babylonians think. People from Zion think differently. Very differently. You should be so different. You are strange. But we have a form of Christianity now that you're just like everyone. Except maybe your church group, they don't make hair. Or they don't, they always cover it. Or one external thing or the other. But internally, so many Christians are like everyone. Judgment on Babylon. I've jumped in. In between, there will be gist though. There will be examples. Let me help you one more time. There will be examples. Illustrations that you cannot understand. What has that to do with what he's preaching? Don't worry. I'm talking to someone here. Or someone later. Or someone online. Who is hearing. And what I'm saying is very specific to them. It happens hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of times. So I could use a very ridiculous example. I say, like this sister, this is your Bible. You should buy the, you should have got the red one. And it's a joke. And online, someone is standing in a bookshop right then, trying to decide which Bible to buy. 
I'm telling you real stuff. This happens all the time. So don't be distracted by me. What I mean is don't look at the bottle. It's what's coming out that matters. And it might not be for you, but it's for someone somewhere. An example I like to use is one of our people in Port Harcourt or Wari, wherever he was, said he came back from work as he tuned in online. I was preaching. And I said, don't throw away things. Keep them. Don't be quick to throw away things. You might need them. And he had just gotten a laptop from the US he had ordered. And the carton. He was about to go and burn it. He heard me say that online. He kept it. Within a day or two, the laptop developed a problem. He contacted them. They said, provided you send it back with the carton and everything. I'm giving you a simple example. So, don't waste your time being offended at anything. And let's focus now. Don't, don't worry. Grab your own. And even the one you think is not your own, grab it and hold it. Somewhere along the line, it might unfold and you see there was something precious inside. So I was saying things of value. Things of value may not look like they are valuable. A sister of mine sent me a wristwatch years ago from Canada. I was worried. My wife would take it and wear. And one day I checked online. I looked at the watch online and I saw that it was worth about... I saw that it's worth... The range I saw, if I'm not mistaken... Seventy to ninety thousand naira. So I told my wife, "Mine, uh, that my watch. <laughs> You'll not be wearing it again. Eh? <laughs> Let's keep it well." I had had it for months. I just didn't know. I didn't pay attention. It was because it was a gift. She had also sent me a jacket, one or two. And one day I, I wear it. I hadn't been going for work. It was a season where I was in. You know, God was preparing me for this phase of ministry that I still am in, 2015, 16, and she gave me a jacket. And I am, see, that brother that was not here when I made any announcement came in and started sleeping. Wake him up. Go and tell him all my rules. Who has the rules written down? Pass it to him. He has to stand up and be like this. eh? So you not break my rules. I will not. Come after him. Okay? Make sure he knows the rules. Did I tell you about sleeping? Yes, I did. We once saw, we were in a retreat, 2017, and I saw the, we saw the spirit of sleep. He walked in like this and beat, it was like a dog. He beat the person. The person stepped at it immediately. I've been in meetings, and we do, we are singing. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. The exact timing I just showed you. After 30 minutes of being on your feet, someone sits there in 3 seconds. They are sleeping. Is that humanly possible? It's not. It's not possible. The blood that was pumping in you alone won't allow that to happen. The adrenaline. It's not humanly possible. It's demons. Saw three demons. One was distraction, one was sleep, the other one I forgot. We had people in our church, they said they would sleep, they could sleep from seven o'clock at night. 
till 9 a.m. the next day. No sickness. They are not sick. Seven. You start sleeping. Normal people should wake up by 11, 12, 31. Because they slept early. Then if you somehow you know, sleep again, three, four, your body should say, I don't agree. Even babies will wake up. Babies. A grown-up keeps sleeping till nine the next morning. Ten. As demons. We had many pe- weird people. So in that meeting, I came against the spirit of sleep. Pound it. The way people changed, it was like they are not the same human being. And still, people are busy saying Christians cannot be afflicted by demons. <laughs> if you see what we've seen, you never say such things. Ever. I think it will be Saturday night, this night. Or maybe Sunday, I don't know. When I'll pray some prayers. But first, let the word of God come to you and sit inside you. If that happens, it will give room for God to move in and through you more. I may not seem to emphasize prayer. I will emphasize the word of God. Colossians 3, verse 16 says, Let the word of God dwell in you richly, that is in abundance, in all wisdom. It shouldn't just dwell in you abundantly. It should dwell in wisdom. So I'm going to seek to bring wisdom and understanding. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. So the teaching and and admonishment are the main thing I want to be in you. The words of life and truth. When that is present, the scriptures say you can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. If you have the word of God in you, in abundance, if it sits in you, nothing can be done against you but for you. The same things that would work against people without the word of God in them will work for you. I'll repeat it. You can do nothing. That's scripture. I'm quoting scriptures. Against the truth, but for the truth. If while I mention scriptures, I give you the passage, I give you the chapter, I may even give you the verse. Sometimes I may not give you anything if this uh, projector person gives you, thank God. Close that, close that window. It will help. If you had put something across that place, it will be brighter. It, it will be clearer. You have a cloth or something to cover that place. Hear me. If I don't give you the scriptures, go and search it out. Go and search it out. That's the job of Christians. The preachers preach. Berian Christians did what? They searched out how often? Daily. The things which 
the apostles were saying, when you're told something, jot it down. I will go and check this. That thing is saying, is it so? I've not heard or seen that scripture before. Write it down. Then go and say, when you search and find, it's your own. You labored for it. You know why people despise things? Because you get it too easily. Why most of the richest people on earth are people who grew up in poverty? Is because they know the price they pay to get it. Spiritually, those who pay a price to get truth tend to handle the truth with great regard. Those who pay no price tend to despise it. I've been asked to clarify for you what is Babylon versus Zion. What is the battle? What is the war? What is the connection? And I'll start, and again, you know, I, 99% of the time I preach without any notes. But sometimes I try to constrain myself. It's why, because I write down many, I can write down notes and the Holy Spirit won't let me touch one, one line from it. So I just say, just be full of the Bible, then say it the way it comes. There are two major kingdoms in the earth. But there are three you must take note of. Remember, you had a question? Jot it down. I'm going to try and constrain myself so you can get as much as you can. Babylon, right? Zion and Egypt. First John chapter five, verse nineteen. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Simple words. But I have to break it down. Two major words. We know that we are what? Children of God, right? Typically the word children there will be technon. Children. There are multiple words that are interpreted children. One of the most commonly erroneous ones. The King James does not handle the word children very well. Technon means a child. I am a child of my father, Dr. Dominic Udor. I am 44 years of age. I am a technon of Dominic Johnson Udor. Am I at home? Is he feeding me? Is he teaching me anything? No. I am not a pagan of Dr. Udor. 
I'm not a pedion. But that's also the word used for children. Because pedion is a child of anyone reading education? Anyone that read education here? No one? Hmm. I'm speaking too quickly. The word pedion reminds you of pedagogy. The art of teaching, learning. Pedagogy. A pedagogue. Pedion, that's where it's from. Greek. Many of your words have Greek roots. Okay? I am not a pedion. I'm not a befros, a small infant. Same word is still used for child. You read your Bible, you're seeing the word child, child, son. You're seeing all that. You're just thinking. It's not one word. It's distinctions. It's telling you this one is about this age, this one is about this age, this one is grown up, this one is small. Hios. A hios can be used here and there. It carries in mind a bit of the idea of one who is an heir. The one who is going to inherit and you know that could be a small child or a grown man. But typically it's a grown man who can manage the father's business. So there's a bit of a difference. Son, child. We are children of God. Most, one of the most wrongly read passages is as many as believe we gave them power to become Sons of God, King James says. The better word is children of God. Because when you read it that way, then you jump down to Romans 8 and you say, Sons. Creation awaits the sons of God. It doesn't await the technon of God. In that sense, it awaits the heroes. There's a distinction. Mature sons, not baby children. Creation is not waiting for babies. Creation has no hope. Because of babies, creation is in trouble. That's why there's so many problems. Because there are very few children. There are very few sons. And the truth is that the manifestation of the sons of God does not happen (sighs) necessarily in this epoch or eon. Now, there's a coming phase. Now, this is a tiny example of how, again, what I call looking for trouble. Good trouble. And you have children of God everywhere running, servants of God, talking about manifestations of the sons. Romans, 1 Corinthians 15 must happen. The trumpet must sound. You must be transformed for that to happen. Do you understand how much that tampers with popular teaching? So you have people trying to do things that are impossible. The best you can have now is to taste, taste of the powers of the age to come. When you're making the mama, do you taste it? Do you make mama too? When you just eat, you just eat the mama. You ate it, but you didn't make it. You like eating things you don't make. You feel assaulted. You like eating things you don't make. <laughs> Did they invite you to come make mama too? You weren't even invited. 
Did you make the mama? You ate it. I won't ask you like eating things you didn't make. Did you eat the mama? Did you make it? You made it too. Did you taste it? Are you the reason there was not enough? Okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you tasted it before it was done, right? You tasted it, you checked it out. You didn't taste it at all? Are you trying to kill God's people? She has quietly told me she tasted it before it was put in the pot. Okay. So you tasted it. Now that I said that she, she said, no, I didn't try to kill God's people. Ah, I tasted it. <laughs> judgment day is going to be bloody. <laughs> On the day of judgment, God will ask you things like that. You'll be looking at your neighbor who is shaking on the line behind you. <laughs> Listen. She tasted. When you now ate it properly, what's the comparison in the amount between the amount you tasted and the amount you ate? Very massive. This one could be like this. But the eating is the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 that we can taste, taste of the powers of the age to come. The most powerful man of God you have ever heard of, William Braham, uh, uh, John G. Lake, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, who is said to me have possibly raised up to 40 dead people. Who has not heard of Smith Wigglesworth? When I ask, you waste time, I'll move on. It means you know the answer. You come ignorant, you go ignorant. That's the last time I'll give you the chance. If I ask you a question, you don't do like this. Flash the hand. If you don't answer, I'll move on. If you now raise your hand, I bet. Tell us. I know, tell you. Who does not know about Smith Wigglesworth? Now, Smith Wigglesworth is said, he came home, his wife had died. He walked in like this. Ah! Let me use these people for example. I was giving an example in a meeting once. I went and touched. It ended the meeting. It started shouting. So let me keep hands on people I know will not shout. They, they've shouted over years. It has all gone. <laughs> Sweet Wigglesworth. <laughs> Sweet Wigglesworth comes home. He, dead wife. He raised, raises her limbs on the wall. Like, do you take permission? <laughs> The poor woman comes back from the dead and begs that he should leave her to go. This happened. Now, so, Wigglesworth was very anointed. John Tillich, in the manifestation of the gifts of faith, because there are different kinds of giftings. Braham prophecy, discernment of spirit, words of knowledge, and words of wisdom. Utterance type gifts. Revelatory gifts. John G. Lake healings. Different kinds of giftings have been manifested. Now people emphasize certain ones. Those are gifts. It's a gift of faith to step out and preach and say and speak about things you don't know. So you're stepping out by faith. Most people think of gifts as only physical manifestations, but it's conveyed 
in with different ministries. Ministries are different from gifts, spiritual gifts, spiritual ministries. Now, all those people, William Abraham would tell you everything because it's like he's looking over a fence at your whole life. He's all watching you. Can see you two days ago. You're coming down the road. You you turn and there was a small bush on the side and you walked it. Why? Because he's watching like a movie. He's seeing it. As he's talking, he's seeing it. He also had healing giftings. So, you're blind. You come up. William Abraham goes. Nobody tells him what they want to be prayed for. He he knows. So as they are coming up, he's saying, Lady, I can see you have a cancer. It's in your stomach. The doctor said, Father, in the name of Jesus. A video I watched, some of it took 15 seconds. 30 seconds. He's done from beginning to end. Cross eyes. The eyes are straightened. 15 seconds, 30 seconds. From telling you as they come on the line, and then you pass, you pass. Very anointed. In that regard. He had much grace in that. But the scriptures say that all of that is just a taste of the powers of the age to come. The age to come, in that age, the sons of God will manifest. Then you will understand what it means when the Bible tells you that one of them shall be like David and the house the house full of them, the, the household, house of Israel, will be like God. Power unlimited. You think it, it is. We are not there yet. And you will not be there in this epoch, this span of time. Some people get offended with such things because you've been fed with endless false hope and you're indisciplined that's how I summarized it years ago as the Lord brought to me a revelation of times and seasons because I wonder if God is saying it and I show it to you from the Bible why do you disagree with it you don't disagree with God and go and manifest the power of God huh how are you going to disagree with God and manifest the power of God this thing you're Project is distracting also. That's not, I didn't say anything like this. I have not said this thing that you're projecting. Hmm? Don't worry. The one I want you to project, I'll tell you. The rest of the time, just leave it. So you, you can hear me too. There's coming a day when shios, mature sons, will walk this earth. Everything we say or do in these retreats, and everything I say and do, and do every day of my life, is focused on preparing for that time. Many will be disqualified, even though you're born again and washed by the blood. Oh yes, because many are called, but few are chosen. And someone told lots of Christians that it's either heaven or hell. That everything in the Bible that talks about acceptance or disqualification is heaven or hell. Lest after having preached, I might be a, a castaway. The word is adokimos. Translated elsewhere, it means rejected. 
It's the opposite of the word documus, which means accepted. So it means rejected. Having preached to others. First Corinthians 9, 27. Lest I be a, a castaway. Is it first or second? Rejected. What does your mind think? Hell. That's how. Many Christians, that's the only shape your brain has taken. That is why when false grace is also preached, people run from, so we go from one extreme, everything, hell straight, to no matter what you do, nothing. All error. The answer is in the middle. It always is. The kindness of God and the severity of God. Balance. Kindness and severity. Kindness and severity. Up to Romans 11, it tells you, the apostle of grace tells you about the kindness and severity. You know the other word in the Bible used for that? Favor and vengeance. This age does not end in favor. It ends in vengeance. The year of favor of our God and the day of vengeance. Those who don't understand times, seasons, nothing, they hang on the favor of God, completely scrap vengeance, just scrap it. Meanwhile, if they bother to read the book of Luke chapter 4 and see him quoting the book of Isaiah chapter 61, they would see that when he had read the passage from Isaiah the prophet and said, that he came to declare the day of favor of our God. The next line in Luke 4 says, and he closed the book. Very intentional. He closed the book in the middle of a sentence because he only came to announce the day of favor. He did not come to announce the day of judgment or vengeance. Does that mean the day of vengeance has disappeared? No! There's a time for everything. And a generation without self-control in discipline You want things to disappear because you don't like it. It will not disappear because you don't like it. Whether you like it or not, one day, your results will come out. Some of you, before you came for service, you are hoping magic will happen in the exam's office. No, the day came. You did extra year. You are here now. It came. That day that you looked upon with great fear, and told your mother not to tell your father. And couldn't explain why you're still going to school. It's called clearance. One year clearance. But you kept trying to avoid it. You can't avoid that which cannot be avoided. You might as well accept it and prepare. Do you agree? It's better to prepare. Don't avoid. Prepare for it. Brace yourself. Pay the price, even if it's hard or shameful. And it will be better. The day of judgment is coming. The day of vengeance, whether we like it or not. The Bible says the day of vengeance is in my heart. We are looking at Babylon. I'm going to show you Babylon being judged. Or has that been? It will come up. There's no way it won't come up as I'm preaching. It will come up. 
And you will see there that the important people of this world are involved with Babylon. It didn't say where they are found. It says the important people. The important people of this world are involved with Babylon. You don't want to be involved with Babylon. Because when his judgments come and you are in her, you are attached to her, the judgment will hit you. So he says, come out from amongst her and be separate. It's a command, it's not a suggestion. How do I know that most people have never had the word Babylon defined to them? Because of how attached they are to it. Someone tells you, this building is going to fall. You take a rope or a handcuff and handcuff yourself to that metallic grating on the window. Is that what you do when they tell you this building is about to fall? You attach yourself to what will fall? You don't. Someone put up a video of a part of a message I was sharing in April. I saw it yesterday or the day before yesterday. It's on YouTube. Forgotten the title. Something. And they clipped out something I said. Listen to me. So I'll give you a bit of an idea of how urgent this is. And this may have... I don't know when you start planning this, your program. When do you start planning? When do you have this plan, sir? For this program? February. Oh, good. Now, there's no way I knew about that in February. But... Maybe you told me in April, later April or March. Anyways, in January, I was preaching a series called Come Out of Babylon. The Lord spoke to me. So I called the church suddenly. Come, 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 everybody. Come, come, gather. I have a message from the Lord. And I told them, come out of Babylon. So what I'm sharing now, I'm going to say little in the few days we have. And I'm going to give you to save you data, I'll give you about three points, something gigabytes of that series of messages, at least the ones I have. In fact, I've given it already uh, on a flash drive. So you can collect from him. He puts it on his computer and however he's going to pass it to you. So I won't feel bad of anything I don't say because I must have said it in that series of messages. Leave Babylon. I said, come out of Babylon. And I say many things. And if, even if you are not here in this meeting, I would ask you to listen to that series of meetings. And when you finish listening to it, pass it to every person you know who is seeking God or not. And your family. I would really, really suggest that you do that. Why? Oh, because the day will come you wish you had memorized everything that was said there. It's unavoidable. See, scriptures cannot be broken. Have you heard that before? The scriptures say scriptures cannot be broken. Jesus said it. For scriptures cannot be broken. Can a bad prophetic word be adjusted? If you get a prophecy that you may have, you have an accident, can it be averted? Huh? Some of you don't know. It can. Haba. If you have a negative word, it can, it doesn't have to happen. There's nothing like, once God said it, it must happen. No. We get that all the time. You can get a word, 
and it never comes to pass. But do you know the words which must come to pass? Scriptural prophecy. This one, it cannot not come to pass. It is not possible that there will not be a lake of fire. It's not possible that the trumpet would not sound. It's not possible. The timing might move forward or backwards, but only within the boundaries of the times which God has appointed for that thing. You can move it by day forward or backward. You can move it, but there are some that the day is fixed. You cannot break scripture. And scripture is prophecy. Till heaven and earth passes away, not one jot or tittle of the law, which is what God, Jesus used to refer the scriptures to, will pass away without being fulfilled. And he gave you the timing. Till heaven and earth passes away. Scriptures are prophecy. Second Peter 1. Peter tells you that the prophecy of scripture, and he said no prophecy came by the desire of the prophets. But the Holy Spirit moved men to write it. So God calls the scriptures prophecy. Prophecy will come to pass if God said it. Scriptural prophecy cannot be averted. You can exclude yourself from being judged or you can include yourself. But that the prophecy itself will fail, impossible. However, if I tell you that the Lord, I see this and that or I perceive that this may happen. If you don't take steps to avert it, to avoid it, if you don't do the things that should be done, it will land. The scriptures tell you, God himself said, he said, if at any time I speak concerning a nation and say this will happen and that will happen, but any time, he said, if the people will repent, if they adjust, if they act differently from how they were acting, that it will not happen to them. That's what it says directly. But if you ignore that and act like it doesn't matter what will be, will be. I'm sorry. Judgment will come on you. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 7. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down and destroyed, and if that nation I warn Read with me from verse 8. If that verse 8, pay attention. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil I thought to do unto them. The Greek word for evil or repent is metanoia. This is Hebrew, but I'm giving you where the idea comes from. Metanoia, which means to change how you think. Change your thinking. God said he would change his thinking. He didn't say you turn from sin. Is that clear? He would change his thinking. 
Did you just see God say, even though he had said that evil will come? Do you have an example in the Bible, the biggest example? Citywide, nationwide. The book of Jonah. Jonah. The city of Nineveh. Did he say 40 years and Nineveh is gone? Nineveh stood for a hundred plus years and nothing happened to it. A hundred plus years later, <laughs> it was overridden. Judged terribly. But that whole generation of Ninevites were forgiven. Judgment never landed. Even though God sent a prophet, a stubborn prophet, by a fish. He delivered the message and the people had enough sense to repent. And I've come across endless numbers of Christians that you give the word of the Lord and they despise it and you hope to escape. No, you'll be judged. Again, in spite of the false messages that tell you God does not judge. Just keep living. Keep living for a few days or weeks or months or years. you find out if God judges. Ah, I know what will happen. You say it just happened. Mm -mm. It doesn't just happen. How am I very sure that it's not my misinterpretation? Oh, because I've seen many times where God told us that something is going to happen to someone if they don't change. And I've watched it happen. Within days, weeks, months, years. You watch it and it's specific. So when I hear people say, God can never, I'm like, your relationship with God must be so damaged that God doesn't talk to you at all. If God never does something, then how come he told me that you see that, bro? If he does not make adjust this, that, that, in less than a month, this will happen to him. And 31 days or 30 days to the time, it happens. Is it me that made it happen? Can I flip a car? I was talking with someone and said, God does not. I didn't know at the time that he was a preacher. He was caught up in... And this is, this is seven years ago. I had no idea who he was listening to. And I told him, how can you say that? God does not judge. The video I was referring to on YouTube. <laughs> I was preaching 2016. Sitting in my parlor, Bible study, Sunday meeting. At that time, we were in my parlor again. After a, an interval of two years plus of a hiatus, a cessation of active pastoring. And I sit down there, I still preach here and there, but I wasn't pastoring, I wasn't responsible for a congregation. And I'm talking and I say, judgment is coming on the church. God's going to judge, God is going to pull down church buildings. In the future. Because at the time I kept saying the future. So God told me, stop saying the future. The future is too close. In six days, a building fell. The person that put up that video puts the video clip from that 216. In six days, from the time I said it, a massive church building that was near construction fell. That was on CNN. It was everywhere. Because a hundred plus to Maybe 300 people died. If you weren't too young, you probably saw it. There are pictures of people cut into half. In their fine, with their fine made hair. That was a church. That was a church meeting. The governor of the state was there. 
you, so the person that comes to me and says, no, God, God cannot. I don't know what you're saying. All I know is that if I heard that God is going to pull down church buildings and my mouth said it and it's recorded, and six days later a church building falls, I am concerned. Because I remember saying it and the people were looking at me, how you're looking at me. And I told them, write it down, write it down. As prophecy. I didn't expect it to happen. I thought maybe years in the future. In six days. I told this story in April. This April. Three months ago, two months plus. And I stood and said this thing I'm saying. And I said in six days, that church fell just like I told you. Six days after I said it in April, the church fell. Where? Lagos. You, do you hear a church that fell? In the news clipping, in that thing, they say six people were terribly wounded or died. I don't know what it is. Now, so again, you're coming from a background. God can never... That's your problem. Obviously, God does not tell you things before they happen. For those of us that he has told more than a thousand things and they came to pass, negative stuff, and to Christians too, you can interpret it however you like. You, uh, it's coincidence. Uh, it is... Uh, please, someone tell me, what do you say when someone says something before it happens and then it comes to pass? What is it? After 20, after 100 times, it is what? Coincidence. Who knows what a coincidence is? How many times makes it a coincidence? And I never have English for this person. Huh? I heard someone whisper. You might even know the answer, but you're whispering. Therefore, you can never... Did you ever believe something, but you didn't write it on your paper, and your lecturer gave you marks according to your thoughts? What makes it a coincidence? First, it happens once, it's called happenstance. Second time, coincidence. Third time, someone said enemy action. You cannot call it a coincidence after it happens five times. It's not a coincidence, it's a rule, it's a law. It's fixed. You don't change what is fixed. I found it very strange. When it was drawn to my attention. They said six days after I said this day again, another church building fell. He said, Come, what did Wow. What day did I say it? That's no coincidence. As usual, the focus is not who said it. The focus is that is a sign that you should pay attention to the full message. Whatever was the message I was giving when I said that thing. The occurrence is called a sign. Pentecostals have been reshaped. By the way, I'm not a Pentecostal. All of you that are Pentecostals, God will help you to move. The three feasts, three times shall every male appear before me in a year. In your life. Passover, forgiveness of sins, Pentecost, 
outpouring of the Spirit. Tabernacles indwelling. And you people stayed in Pentecost permanently. Some people stayed in Passover permanently. That's why they don't believe what the Pentecostals say. God does not heal. God does not this. God does not. The gifts passed. They are Passover rites. They believe in what the blood can do to forgive sin. And that's all. They only celebrate Passover in the spirit. They don't celebrate Pentecost. But you are to appear three times before your Lord. And not empty handed. You converted into how many times you take offering. The church of God. It appears to be God three times. Second level appearance is Pentecostalism. And you know what happens whenever God moves, the cloud moves and you don't move? You go into error. That's why every group, once you see a group of people and they start going to serious error, their practices start going very crooked. Know that the cloud moved, they didn't move. What are you doing when the cloud has moved? So who is leading you? So all the groups that say we don't believe in prophecy, healing, we don't believe in God speaking through you, we don't believe, don't believe. Every such person has stopped at the Passover level. And next thing you look for what to do, you know you're jobless now, so you start looking for what to do. Next thing, what that saying is very true, that an idle man is... Some of you don't know. Just copy the person next to you. Say it for me. An idle man is... When you want to enter trouble, be idle. When you go back, think about yourself. Think about all the times you are doing nothing. Think about all those times you did not. Then check all the times you fell into stupid sin. You are idle. When you are busy, you barely sin. When the cloud moves and you stay in one place, when everyone has gone up to Jerusalem to seek the Lord and you stay back, that's when you do all sorts of things. When God's Spirit moves and church groups say no, next thing they descend into absolute anarchy, iniquity, wickedness. And while they are busy arguing about how their church is better than another church, if, if the whole place is a cesspool of sin. I don't know why people pretend. I don't think people should pretend. Why? God sees everything. Why pretend? God sees everything. The sooner you agree God is seeing you and you stop pretending, the quicker you can start working on repenting. Passover must be followed by Pentecost. 50 days later. That's why it's Pentecost. Penta. Pentagram. Pentagon. Five. Fifty. Pentecost. In the Old Testament, in under the oh, Hebrew language, it's called the Feast of Weeks. Which week? Seven weeks. Seven times seven, forty-nine. After seven times seven weeks, you have Pentecost from Passover. And then when you land at that, <laughs> you wait again. That's in the third month. Then you wait for the seventh month. And then you celebrate tabernacles where the, you dwell in booths. You come out of your fixed building and 
dwell in boots in the field. You dwell, God with us. That's why you must come out from amongst them and be separate. Three major cities, Egypt, Zion, and Babylon. Where do you celebrate Passover from? Egypt. It's in Egypt you celebrate your first Passover, but that's the last time you're meant to be in Egypt. You leave. Why are there people here who don't know if they are born again? Why is it that you don't know what you are? Maybe someone did not tell you. I'm going to tell you truth that will make you free. Hear me and hear me well. You must exit Egypt the moment you give your life to Christ. Why have you gotten born again 17 times? Gone out for altar call repeatedly. God, please, I want to serve you. Because you didn't leave Egypt. You celebrated Passover, the blood of the lamb, on your doorpost and lintels, and stayed in Egypt. Who does that? Who does that? Who stays in Egypt after celebrating the blood of Jesus and forgiveness of sins? You See, you eat Passover with sandals on your feet and your belt on your waist. With your staff in your hand. Who has read this in the Bible before? You don't... You, you, Passover is the meal you don't eat in a relaxed way. You don't lie down. You don't recline and eat Passover lightly. And by the way, Passover is not just unleavened bread. Or, sorry. It's not just the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. It's also unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Three things. No, me, I don't like bitter things, though. See, this, this, this thing you're telling me that I should give my life to Christ now. And you're saying, if I'm giving my life to Christ now, I have to leave this and leave that. That is works. Real grace. You are, oh, God forgive you and the preachers that confuse you. Passover has bitter herbs in it. Pain. Bitter stuff. Difficulty is involved in repentance. The repentance that says, I give my life to Jesus. So what should I do? Yeah, guy, wait for me. Here they come. Okay. Jesus, Jesus. Come into my life. Come into my life. Become your personal Lord and Savior. Become my personal Lord and Savior. Hmm? Jesus, Jesus. Speak up, speak up. Come into my life. Raise your voice. Come into my life. Come into my life. You see how you got saved? Then you're wondering why you backlight 10,000 times. And your girlfriend is waiting for you. God will forgive preachers. Some of you are breaking my laws. Don't let your neighbor sleep. If your neighbor sleeps, I'll make you stand up. Do you like that? The first question in the Bible, God asks Adam, Shout now. Where are you? Second question in the Bible. God asked Cain. Bah, the two most important questions on earth. That's the law. That's the law. The summary of the law is love the Lord, your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. In 
these two things, all the law is composed. The same. God never changes. I know people are popularly telling you God has changed. God never changes. He has never, from Genesis the beginning, God is the same to Revelation the end. There is no time God changes. He's the same yesterday. This today, where we did so. And forever. There are things that are more important than money. Example, your soul. What will you give in exchange for a man's soul? Who asked that question? Some of you do. You don't know Bible at all. Uh, there are three people here that know the Bible. They are on this side. You are to the right. So you mean they are on the left? Let's not talk like that. This is a Christian gathering. Some of you, they even understand that one too. You're like, everything they talk. You better read your Bible and pray every day. <laughs> the Lord our God loves us enough to repeat things clearly enough for you to understand it if you desire to. Do you know one of the most beautiful how many of you have heard sometimes different things from different preachers and it confuses you? They, you came to a point, you're like, which one will someone even believe, sir? Okay. Some of you just follow. When you see hands go up, say, what are they saying now? Yes. You can never raise your own hand by your own self. They don't look around. They don't raise it. Why raise it? I'm waiting for you to raise your hand by yourself. Don't worry, I'll keep asking questions to give you a chance to redeem your own self and your reputation in my eyes. How many of you have been in pain sometimes? You're just, it tire you. Let's just say the Nigerian, it tire me. Which one person will believe, sir? Oh yeah. Can I give you a key to be a bit sure? The Bible says by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter is established. Never believe something that has one witness. Only if there is a counter witness. But if something has been said, then confirm. But let me explain a way a witness. All the writers of scriptures are witnesses. But in another way, when you see a pattern of reoccurrence of the same thing. Do you hear what I just told you about the two first questions in the Bible? Some of you have heard it before, That the first two questions. How many of you have heard it before? You've heard that these are the first, how did I say to raise your hand? What, this thing you're doing, was you, you were not inside, you were outside walking around when I was giving the rules. Raise your hand like this, when you're raising your hand. Two of you have heard before that the first two questions in the Bible was, Adam, where are you? Second, where is your brother? And Cain answered, am I my brother's keeper? Only two of you have heard it before, have you? What should I do here? I need an interpreter, please. Come, when I speak in English, you interpret whatever these people speak. <laughs> I tell the guy, people in my church, I say, Unadolo. And who does not understand Unadolo? You just came from outside the country for youth service. Anyone here? Yeah, people like that, they come from outside just to do youth service. Okay. So you're Nigerians? Okay, good. You understand what I mean by unadolu? Then I tell them not to feel bad. That that is exactly what Jesus told his disciples. It's in the Bible. 
I'm just saying it in pigeon. Exactly the same thing. He looked at his disciples like, are you so slow? In one place he says, you, King James says, fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have said. The word there is unwise. You're not the first doll disciples, honey. Don't feel bad. You have good company. Andrew, Peter, James, John. Okay? Now, hear me. You have heard that. How many of you that raised your hands ever connected it to the law? That on these two hang the law and the prophets. That there are two commands. God, your answer to God and your answer for your brother. Where are you? God is looking for you. And where is your brother? Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. On this hang all the law and the prophets. Scripture, all of scripture is asking you two questions. You give account on the day of judgment for two issues. Your relationship with God and your brethren. Only. There's nothing else that matters. A new commandment I give you. Yet not a new. It's the same thing John told you. So when you see, listen. When you learn to see like that. When God opens up things from the scriptures like that to you. Confirming things. It's not just by them coming out plainly to say it. God often does not speak plainly. You have to see between the lines. But there are things you can't contend with once it's opened up to you like, wow. So when you want to be convinced and be sure of what you believe. I, I was just giving you an example about appearing three times before the Lord. And I just showed you that those are the three fists of God. They are called the feast of the Lord. In Leviticus 23. They are called the feasts of the Lord. Those three feasts which are a shadow or were a shadow of things to come speak of the three tear work of Jesus. Get ready for trouble. Have you heard about the finished work of Christ? Huh? If they don't add the finished work of Christ on the cross, it is wrong. He has finished his work on the cross, but he has not finished his work. Have you heard me? The finished work of Christ did what? He has not finished. You don't impose. I don't know what gives Christians the audacity apart from ignorance. To say things they have no right saying. The Christ himself said a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive a kingdom. And then he came back to his servants. Has Jesus come back? Has the day of judgment come? Have we given account for our lives? Why do you say Jesus has finished his work? Finished work of Christ. We like going around saying, and you say it so much, and you believe all. You don't question nothing. But what does First Thessalonians 5 say? Chapter 5, verse 21. Test 22. 21. Test all things and hold fast to what is good. Let me teach you a memory verse quickly. It's very easy. It's very short. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. This NIV. Say it. Test all things. 
Hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Okay, okay don't want to sing sitting. Stand up. Sing. It's the same song. You know, sing. No verse, no chorus. This is all. One, two, three, go. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Hold fast if to I what is good. If I see you not good. singing. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Hold Thank you. Thank, uh, one more time. Sit down. To every nonsense, there is also a, a sense. No matter what you hear, or the people that speak to you, even though you don't understand, try to understand something good. Uh, pass the mic to a brother in front that is raising his hand. I need an usher, someone to... It means you filter, you search all things and filter out the bad and you keep the good. Did you hear him? He just filtered what the sister said. Did you hear him? <laughs> he tested it. The Bible says like the mouth tastes food, that you should taste knowledge. But he has answered it, just keep the mic. He has answered, do you agree that this is what it means? What did he say you should test? They say some things or all things. What happens if you don't test? Do you know the most common thing? Do you know why most, do you know why most people will be swallowed up in the judgment on Babylon? You don't test anything. And by not testing, you're disobeying God. God commanded you to test all things. You, you take it like it's for preachers, certain people to test. Then it's not for you. Who am I? Me. I just read chemistry. Meaning what? God will hold you responsible for every chemical you swallow without testing it. You must test it. You must test it. You must. This is one of my greatest burdens in this world for a very long time. When I was your age, I was testing everything. As a, someone is standing in front of me preaching, hey, I used to pray, camera would never zoom into where I was on my Bible. Never. Because I'm in seven places. The way I see is like a computer. As you say something, scriptures do, all these things are happening. Connecting. When it does not connect, it goes, now, hear me. No, listen. Some people think everything is either right or wrong. You are wrong. It's either right, wrong, or question mark. There are things you don't know. Do you understand? You can't sit down right now and judge everything I say. It's wrong. Do you know the difference, a major difference, distinction between the clean animals and the who has read in the Bible, clean and unclean animals? Do you know clean animals typically have four stomachs? Two. First stomach, who read Agri? First stomach is called, um, in ruminants, the first stomach is called rumen. Is it over? No. Then he regurgitates it 
Choose on it again before it now goes to the what? Reticulous. Reticulum. So you are not even sure. You have dropped your pain now. Ah, you have gotten your certificate. What for? <laughs> oh, but that is I'm hard, eh? But I don't finish. I don't burn the books. You don't know what you went to school to learn. The upper massum is which one? The third one is what? Huh? Omasum, Obamasum. Obamasum. Roman, reticulus, reticulum. So I've been that. It's not even long since you finished school, sir. You don't dare forget. Repent. Change your thinking. Who knows the sort of matter? Who knows what happened after she told Jesus that her brother has died? Who knows what happened? She got a teaching. That's all. Who knows what happened after Mary showed up and told Jesus that her brother died? The same brother. What happened? Jesus went and raised him. He said, where is he? After Martha told him, he said, do you believe? He gave her a sermon. Do you believe I'm the resurrection? <laughs> How many of you remember the last time Jesus visited with those two people? What one person was doing? One was sitting down and listening to teaching. Then one was busy. Now when they were in trouble, now they had need. One got a teaching when he got like that class you missed. The other one, he said, where is he? he?" Both of them said the same thing. Master, if you have been here, our brother would not have been there. They said the same thing. And matter being matter, look at the responses. Jesus said, she said. She said, I know there will be a resurrection. Jesus talked, she talked. Jesus talked, she talked. Jesus talked, she talked. Mary didn't talk much. Because she had done a lot of this thing. What does that mean? Why is this important? Why should you have a retreat? Not just like this, but personally. Constantly. I had multiple retreats. From about the age of 18. Every Sunday I retreated. When you come back from church meeting, I retreat into a room. An empty room in the house. I retreat. You know my nature. My nature could have shut down this meeting till everybody arrived. In my house, we sit down and wait till everybody arrives for devotion. We just sit there in one place. Even the small child, they'll be sitting down. You think I'm crazy, right? No, when God asks you where your brother is, you understand. You know I'm not crazy. So in my house, 15 minutes, 30 minutes after devotion was to start, you come up, see everybody gather, one small soul who now show up from downstairs. You now hear us, let's start. Again, everybody, they don't tell me because I'm the biggest person where they are, but they are like, inside their mind. You can't wait to change things. And that will be after I die. While I'm alive, you won't change it. So that next time you're coming up, you bring your brother. You bring your sister. You think I'm crazy? After what I told you, you will answer for your brother. You don't believe it. You will. Do you know when Paul, Paul, no Paul, do you know when the Bible says that on these two hang all the law and the prophets, 
Then they took it and shook it more. And one came out. Who knows what came out? A new commandment I give you. That you love one another. So after he said, love God, love on these two. The greatest commandments. He told that Pharisee that said it, you're near to king, you're nearer to, you're near to the kingdom. And all of you want to go to the kingdom. But you don't even know what God wants. The majority of Christians, please, when I say you, I don't necessarily mean you. Who knows what you know? You, many people have no idea of what God even wants. You, like you don't even know what Christianity is about. How can someone that does not know there is a degree you're going for, work for a degree, when there are other things to go for? At least someone should let you know why you came here. Why are you on earth? Why did you get born again? <laughs> to love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Two things. If whatever you believe in scripture does not help you do that, forget it. You're wasting your time and everyone's time. If you understand it, you'll be fine. You may never understand the mysterion of iniquity. The mystery of lawlessness. You may never understand it. You may never be able to break down in words effectively the secrets of the kingdom of God. You may not be able to distinguish between the workings of the Spirit in every epoch beginning from Adam to Abraham. Abraham to Jesus. Jesus to the end of the age. You may not know those words. You may not be able to explain the technology behind wealth distribution. You may never know how to spell exegesis or exegesis. Two different words. Exegesis. Exegesis. The hermeneutics of biblical interpretation may elude you. But hear me. If you understand what it means to love God and love people, you are made. On the day of judgment, you will be a happy soul. Well, you shake, Shah, but there's nobody that will not shake. But, and there are people that can speak four languages, seven. They have eight degrees in theology. You're finished. Absolutely finished. If your education is not helping you and others to love God and love people, what a waste of, oh, what a sad life. Some go around collecting titles. <laughs> Some of you here are looking for titles. You're planning to look for titles. Should I pray a good prayer for you? Say, Father. You won't say it. In fact, if you like, say it or not. Those that are with me. Father. Deliver me. From a desire. For praise from men. Amen. Simple. Is it complicated? Maybe you pray there and they mean it. Likely nothing will happen. But I made you pray. So even if you don't mean it, God will hear it. For by your words you are justified and by your words you are condemned. 
May you be delivered. See, I don't have time. Listen, I can't dwell on anything. When God talks to me, often he doesn't show me who, and I'm very happy. Even though many times I mistakenly touch them on the shoulder while I'm talking and making the point. I do things like that. And I'll be, <laughs> after the meeting, someone can tell me, hey, that sister that you were touching and talking about abortion, she just confessed to me yesterday night that she has done seven abortions. And you said it in front of everybody. Now, I didn't know, please. I didn't say, sister, you have, mm-mm. I, God makes sure I don't know anything. If I knew, I'll run. I'm a pastor, so I have pity. I'm not all these wicked prophets. I just, you! I don't have the mind. The moment I know, I cannot do it. So he makes sure I don't know nothing. But I'll just tell you know, someone may... <laughs> so, someone can, one of my people can say, Sir, Sir, you have finished me. I'll say, what, sir? Say, the person I just brought, everything they told me, you have just come and told everybody. There's nothing I'll say that you not... They will say, I, I told you. They will say... You are here. You are not one. You have this desire. The people you listen to have created in you a desire. You want your voice to be heard. You want to be known. There are people you look up and you say, I will be like that. That alone, you're a Babylonian already. And then, you will likely betray God and he will likely punish you for it. Why? The Bible says you shouldn't see great things. Jeremiah, the Lord said to me, don't see great things. It's in the Bible. Ah, no! God, I reject it! Uh, you reject the word of God? <laughs> Psalm 50, the 50th Psalm says, you, you cast my words behind you. How dare you take my name in your mouth? You think I am like you. I will tear you in pieces if you don't repent. So don't ever hear God's word and say, I reject it. Just find out first, is it the word of God? If it is the word of God, how can you reject it? There's a scripture, many scriptures that deal with those who reject God's word. Type in, reject the word of God on your phone. And look up all the scriptures that talk about rejecting God's word. The people in the biggest trouble are people who reject God's word. Listen, it will be safer for people that never knew the word of God than those who know. You have not read, woe to you, Capernaum. Woe to you, Bethsaida. Woe to you, Chorazin. For if the things that had been done within you had been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented long ago. Therefore, it will be better for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment. You read those scriptures, you jump and pass and say, me, I'm born again. You didn't hear what Jesus said. He said it will be better for Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you even think about what you're reading? Do you understand when he says it will be better for someone who... who who understands when they say it will be better? It will be better for him than for you. You don't understand what better means? It means when they walk about from away from that place, one person, even though both of them, they flog them. Eh? One got... Huh, one? <laughs> Nobody will get one. I don't think... <laughs> uh, you should be praying, it won't be more than 24. You say what? What? One person will walk away with six. Ah, the other one they will carry him away. <laughs> After a hundred. 
When the Bible says it will be better, it will be better for Sodom and Gomorrah. Who does not know Sodom and Gomorrah? Jesus said this thing, and Jesus will be the judge on judgment day. How do you despise him? I look at Christians and I wonder. All that my going aside from the year 1998-1999, and I began to go aside every week, every week, every weekend, every Sunday, and then times will come, I'll go aside for three days. During holidays, maybe Christmas or other, I'll go aside. I'll leave my parents' house and go to the hostel. The hostel will be empty, more or less. I'll go and stay in the room. I would go aside, go aside sometimes seven days. What was I looking for? God! And anointing. No. No. Anointing to heal. No. Most of, do you even know what anointing is? Tell me every time the Bible, New Testament uses the word anointing. First John 2, 27. The same anointing abides in you and teaches, teaches, teaches. If they teach, teaches you all things. Nah, this one, someone was watching to preach. I said, I like this one. He can explain the word. He has insight. But I like this one. He has anointing. Everyone said, power, power. According to the scriptures, the one teaching is the one with anointing. <gasps> Go and tear your Bible. You have ideas, I said, in your head. You didn't get it from God. You pick, we pick, the, you know how you got into this field and can do, as, how many of you went to farm when you were younger, even now, whenever, when you were younger, you went to farm. Do you used to always, if you're in the farm, you find something to do. There's always something happening on the farm floor. Eh? Crawling things, different things. That's how many people's Christianity is. You go around picking odd oddities and carry it home. Eh, this crawling thing, especially the boys. Your mother and father, did they, do you notice they don't go around picking small things? What do they do? They make an organized rule, depending on what they are planting, yes? Or harvesting, it's organized. Do you notice? They have purpose, they have direction. If you are planting corn, how do you see it? Depending. Pap. Yes? Pap. Yes? Or ridges or mounds? Has order. Do you know how we, most Christians? It's like children walking through the bush, plucking things. That's typical Christianity. There's no deliberateness. There's no order. How do you, look at, corn, in rows. Even if it's crooked sometimes, but you can see someone was trying to have a plan. I'm looking at corn right now, through the window. If you want to be a solid Christian, that the Lord will find a good harvest from, there must be order to your seeking. You want God to do this for you? Raise your hand and talk to the Lord. I give you 30 seconds. Whatever point I just made, just pray about just that one. Father God, help me. Help me to be orderly in my seeking. For the scriptures say, if you seek me, you will find me if you search for me with all your heart. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently seeking. Diligently seek. This is our prayer. In the name of Jesus. May God answer your prayer. Amen.
All of you that are coming for a background of when they say pray. You pray how that our brother was praying when they came. That's the only version of prayer you understand. Now I pray like that too. Sometimes. The seasons of prayer. Like that. But a lot of my prayer is that one I say, raise your slowly, calmly, gently. For those of you that despise such prayer, I would advise you not to despise it. Hmm? I pray prayers like that, 10 seconds, 5 seconds. Big things happen, very big. The average person will have fasted 7 days, 3 dry, for the same thing. I say, Father God, that's all. And the answer is so direct, so real, that you cannot say it just happened. You can't. Not long ago, the church meeting was almost over and I just went, I was just making a point and I stopped like I stopped and I said, May the things that your things, I hope I didn't even pray in pigeon, may your things that have been held back for a long time be restored in Jesus name, amen. That, that was it. The next day, two days, three, someone was saying that her father who died whether 15 years before, money that was owed by a friend, they didn't even know about the friend called and said, I was owing your husband, called the mother, was owing your husband this month. He died 15 years ago. I'm explaining. And the only reason I'm saying it is because, again, everybody from different backgrounds, say, you in your mind, is that prayer? They say prayer. As I said, some of you are looking around. And in your mind, you are waiting for the prayer time. I saw you people put for me intercessory prayer. If you like, don't pray when I pray. You see, when the time comes, I'll carry my things. They'll say, ah, your papa can't tell you, you do intercessory prayer. <laughs> the child of God is gone. Meeting intercession. I interceded multiple times during the meeting. I've prayed already about three times. Whether you know or not, I enjoy, sorry, let me confess. I enjoy tearing boxes. I enjoy it. I like stomping on them. Why do you create boxes my God did not create? How did Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead? Say what happened. Where, where was he kneeling down? How many days? Did, what does the Bible say? He said, Father, I know you hear me always, but for the sake of this one's here. And then next thing, three words. Lazarus, come forth. Shatata. And what happened? No, the shatata, I just added it to show you. There was no shatter. There was no shattering. There was nothing. Oh, may you understand the peace in knowing God. Listen to me. Listen to me. You say, I, okay, so let me say something else here. There's someone here. You're a super head. You're not the only one. Most people here. Some of you don't have too much time for God. God will help you. But you, you have time. But that time you have for God is a suffer head. Most Nigerians suffer head. Should I give you a spoon? Spend a lot of time listening to God and very little time talking. Then talk. Let your words be few. Am I quoting scripture? Am I coming up with this? Ecclesiastes chapter 5. When you come to the house of the Lord, come to listen and not to offer the sacrifice of fools. The book of Hebrews chapter 13 tells you that praise is, it calls it the sacrifice of praise, is the fruit of your lips 
giving thanks to his name. Now there's a sacrifice of fools where you're singing instead of keeping quiet. Example, the king is speaking and you're singing. Are you real? If you spent, if you spent 70% of the time, 70, 7 over 10, of the time you spend praying, reading your Bible, you'll be a wonder. But you spend it making noise. Why? Because your teachers told you that the more you pray, the more the answer. I am a living, walking disagreement. You ask any of them. They'll tell. Why? Because they've seen it so many times. It's no more pastor. It has said. They leave it. They have seen it so many times that they can't argue. They, you can argue about something when you have not seen When you have seen it 100 times, what are, how can you argue? So we can spend 3, 4, 5 hours studying the Bible. Pray for 2 minutes. It is why when I hear people say the things they say, I always wonder. Don't say things that are not scriptural. I don't care how exciting it sounds. I can back up what I do with scripture. I'm not saying I pray enough. I don't. Sorry, oh, by the way, in the act of telling the truth, I tell the truth about myself too. If it disappoints you, that's your problem. Eh? I answer to God. You understand this, right? And so if I say how, maybe I slapped my wife. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I didn't slap my wife. I've never slapped my wife. But I'm saying, if I say it, eh? and you go like, chai. I knew. I knew it. I'm saying that's a problem that you have. A personal problem. <laughs> Even if I slapped her, I would have apologized since then. And you know, I'm a child of God. And so when God, how will God allow you to do it? And you go and sit down. He will tell you. Go and say sorry. When you live before God, Barely do you, all this thing about I, I, I stumble. Stumble. When the eyes of God are everywhere. Where were you when you stumbled? That time you hid from God. Why do you sin? Because you don't live before God. But back to my suffered Christian. Your version of Christianity is not biblical. It is the version human beings imposed on you. But I am not blaming the human beings really. I am blaming you. Because you should have gone to the source, the patar, paternity, father. You should have gone to your father and heard the real answer. That's what I was doing when I was younger than most of you. Your youth core members, so you must be, I was younger. I was in university my second year or so, first, second year. And I began to seek the Lord. There are three dimensions. First, ask, and it shall be. Seek, and it shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. As usual, you don't lump it. No. You ask, and you get righteousness. That is how you acquire justification, which is Passover. You seek, which is Pentecost. If you seek me, you shall find me if you search for me with all your hearts. The realm, not of righteousness, but of peace. The first realm is righteousness. The second is peace. And the last is the joy dimension, which is found when you knock against all 
sense. Remember the man that went to his friend's house at night because a guest came and he knocked and the friend said, leave me alone, I've gone to bed. You know the story? Jesus told him. And he kept knocking, he said, please. The Bible says even if you won't give him because he's his friend, you give him because of his importunity, because of the discomfort he is undergoing and causing, you give him. The joy dimension is the tabernacles dimension. Where you dwell in boots with leafy branches. The third dimension. The God dimension. Ask, seek, knock. You must ask. But asking is, please, can I have this book? Thank you. Seek is Where's that book that was here? There's sweat involved. Seek and ask. They are not the same. Popular false doctrines. No! Once you ask, it's a lie. See, see the bro. For him to bring it out, he has to bend. Bend, humble yourself. He must humble himself. Now that is because he even knows where it is. If I threw it there and it was there, he would have to come. He would crawl. It could take him years. How many Christians seek? It's done. No, it's not done. All you have is righteousness. You want peace? Peace that passes understanding? You're going to have to do more than ask. Bro, you add seeking on top. Searching. Sweating. For the kingdom of God is like a woman. Who had ten coins. Have you read that before? Oh dear God. The kingdom of God. And she did what? And she took a light. And searched. And swept. And found it and called her family. And her neighbors. And rejoiced. And you wonder for this small coin. Number one the coin was not small. (laughs) God help. One denarius is one day's wages. What is a day's pay here? Who knows? To build a house, a mason, skill labor. Three thousand, four thousand? Three, four thousand now. Every time you read a denarii in the Bible, that's one day's wages. Don't try to calculate it any other way or you won't understand what you're reading. Therefore, when you read that someone was given a hundred denarii, that's one hundred days, that's say three thousand times hundred. How much is that? Three hundred, one hundred days times three thousand is how much? 300,000 naira. So when you read it and they say, he gave him so so and so coin, depending on the translation, you don't even, in your mind, this small money, it's not small. When they say they gave someone one talent, do you know that story where they say a man was owing the king 10,000 talents? That is the salary you earn from a day's labor for 160,000 years. It's impossible to pay it. Simply, Jesus was telling you the man was owing an unpayable debt. Then, how much his brother was owing him was two to three months salary. Days wages. That was the comparison between God, how God sees what you owe him and what he has forgiven you and what your brother or sister can do against you. There's someone else here. I don't know if I finished the other one. You have unforgiveness issues. Before you leave here, make sure you have forgiven Completely. 
Because all this talk of Babylon and Zion will do you no good. Don't sleep. Now what if she's the person I'm talking about? Don't let your neighbor sleep. What if she's the one I'm talking about? She won't hear it. I was in a meeting in 1997. I wasn't the one preaching. I was in a church. 1997. Just a church I had gone to. And the pastor was preaching and he said, I see death. I see someone wearing red. I see death. Let's pray. The church. The next morning a girl died. In front of our house. A car hit her. Dead. While the pastor was saying, she was standing outside wearing red. I remember her because I was new to that church and she was very fine. Her face was a fine girl. I remember the hairstyle she had. It like spaghetti, wriggly, warm. I remember it falling down the side of her face and her being very young guys like this. She was dead in one to two days. Dead. She has, she's still dead. When they're praying for someone wearing red, she was standing outside. Permits me to be a bit intense. Because I've seen many things in my short life. I take nothing for granted. Especially if my mouth is saying it. If I hear my mouth say it, I get alarmed. So even if you are used to hearing things and it doesn't mean anything. No. That's why I was bothered about the people that are just arriving. Or the ones that came very late and all that. I have been in multiple meetings where I spoke about people that were not there. By the next day, the thing that was said came to pass. In their life. It came to pass fully. And everybody knows why it came to pass. Everyone that was there. And they were not there. And my mind said, that's where I came up with the saying. That God considers as done that which ought to be done. And it scares me because I thought people are only held to account for that which they really know. I found out that even the things you ought to know and don't know, God will hold you to account for it. Have you not read? You, you, oh, is that scriptural? My pe- people perish. For lack of knowledge, you're not knowing, will still perish you. Ah, but God knows I didn't know. So, ignorance of the law does not excuse. Any law person here? No lawyers. Lawyers know they call me lawyer or they know they go to church. Any medical doctor? So he's distracted. He's utterly distracted now. He's, he's distracted. Don't be distracted in my meeting. Before I talk about it and you don't hear me. Is that not what I am saying? Some, most of what I say I already know. Some of what I say I don't know. I hear it on the spot and say, there's some I don't know. Most I know. So if I'm not saying it for me, I'm saying it for you. And if I'm saying it for you and you treat it lightly, like I said at the beginning, what happens when tomorrow you're called to give account? For what? To whom much is given, much is expected. When it's given to you, in your mind, I came for this meeting. <laughs> Before the earth, you know, as I was standing here, I was seeing now. I think I dreamt it three months ago. I was seeing now. I was, and it's foggy in my mind, like I've been here. I've stood like this. I've seen this scene. It is you that lives according to time and season. With God, everything is present. So he speaks of things. That are not as though they are. Because from his dimension they are. So before you were born. It was ordained that you should be here. Today. What's today's date? The 11th day of June. 2022. You were meant to be here. Listening to Pastor Ita. 
all the way from Uyo. Your brain can play tricks on you and say another church meeting. Oh God, if you understand what I understand, and the other one I don't even understand, you would joke with nothing. You would joke with nothing. Doors open and doors close. I don't want to mess with your wire. Doors open and doors close. When God opens a door, you're either meant to go out or come in. When he closes a door, it means you stay where you are. You know the rule, right? When he opens a door, no one can shut it. When he shuts a door, no man can open it. Your papa, whoever it is, can never open a door God has shut. No matter what he says. As I was on the way to the airport in Port Harcourt, you know, to head to Lagos to catch my flight, I saw a big sign on the road, obviously by a preacher. He said, when God says no, your faith can say yes. When God says no, nobody Go and say yes when God says no. Hi, God, save the church. God said no to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar said yes. He was a wild animal for seven years. God said no to Jerusalem. They said yes. Or should I say he said yes, go into captivity. I'm the one behind it. They said no, we will not go. What happened? I don't have time to tell you. Zion was taken off, I'll tell you later, into captivity with all their walls pulled down and their temple torn down. If they had gone when God said, submitted to the king of Babylon, their temple would have been intact, their walls would have been intact, they would have been under servitude in their land. But because God said yes, and they said no, Jeremiah told them, Jeremiah 27, he said, submit to the king of Babylon. I am the one that has raised him. Jeremiah stood and announced to all the different countries that came, the ambassadors, envoys, that came to visit the king of Judah and said, go and tell your kings that God said he has raised Nebuchadnezzar to have authority over all nations. God, God, God. There's another category of people here. You listen to people who say that all the Bible is not true. That you know more. You. You are more of an authority than scriptures. If you don't come off that road. One day. Hey, one day. One day. Oh, one day. You will know what it means to fear God. And keep his commandments. In the book of Revelation, the end. You will know that even though you want to scrap all of what you call the Old Testament, that you don't touch, are you going to also touch the revelation of Jesus Christ? You call it the book of Revelations. It's called the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom he gave to his servant John. Who passed it on to the seven angels of the seven churches. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. That's why he said that if any man adds or removes, 
Jesus is the Logos of God, the Word of God. You have the audacity to strike the rock a second time. You will be hurt in ways that words can't define it. Because you had the audacity to follow a line of belief that is directly against the, the living word, the word made flesh. He says, he says, this is not Moses. This is Jesus Christ in the last written epistle. He tells you directly that you should not add or subtract from the words of that prophecy. I've heard preachers subtracting recklessly. This is not a mistake. They go in there and say that this scripture does not know what it is saying. And I'm like, how? How how do you even have the mind to do that? That means scripture is not given by inspiration of God. And it's the apostle of grace that said that. The lack of fear. Ah, no. Jesus said fear. Let me tell you the one you must fear. The one who after he has killed your body. Let me explain it. Some of you don't understand it. This is what Jesus said. I need to, two people that I can kill. Come, two of you, stand up. Don't stand here, stand here. Don't come too near. You don't want to be close before I permit you. Sir. He said, I need a third person. Come. Sorry, face like this. You stand at me. Stand there. Face here. Stand there. Stand there. You come here. Face them. Your hand is a sword. Your hand, na sword. Who did that, na? Don't touch him. I don't want someone to. But you're going to demonstrate. You're coming him. Ah! After this meeting, you forgive him. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. <laughs> the Bible says, do not fear those who can only destroy your, your body. Let me tell you who you should fear. Complete it for me. Fear him who after he has destroyed your body, He'll do what? He'll now pat your head. He'll do what? Okay. After this, Oga finished with you. Hmm? Your body went down. Huh? He's out. His body is gone. He has been removed. Now it's only his soul, his spirit, which arises. <sighs> you're free of him. You, you're no more there. You're gone. This is the government ruler. This is Nero, Emperor Nero, or whoever. This is the Muslim jihadist that killed you. Do you understand? Jesus said, I am Jesus. Don't fear this guy. Fear this guy. Not guy. Fear him. Who after he took out your body, down you go. Oh yeah, take out his body. Your body goes down. Then his soul comes up. He again You're still wondering who to be afraid of in this life? Don't think far. It's not complicated. When this one talks, look at him and say, God bless you. Thank you. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? It's Jesus that said this. So he didn't say love him. He said fear him. The word is phobos. Who knows the English word? No, not even serve English, sir. Who knows what the word phobia means? Just fear. Have you read your? Uh, who reads here? Do you know what a phobia is? Huh? There are people here with fears. You have phobias. Who has a phobia here? You know, you know your phobia. Raise your hand so you can explain to them what phobia means. Let me explain. It is an intense fear of something. It's very terrible. It's, it's bad. If they told you there's 10 million there, you may not go to get it because of phobia. Uh-huh. You have that kind of fear. There are endless phobias, so many types. Yes, who wants to give me a phobia? You, you know. Okay, not you, somebody. What phobia? Fear of what? Of, of dogs. I don't know what the English word is. Canaphobia or something. Canani. <laughs> but he has a fear, an intense fear of dogs. So he tell him, go inside there. There's a dog, but go. He will not bite you. He's like, don't worry. Don't worry. He traveled from Lagos. He just entered the next bus. Go back to Umo State. Which one? Snakes. Most of you have an intense fear of snakes. No? It's just that again, you don't understand things quickly. <laughs> How many of you, if they gave you 10,000 and said, touch this dead snake, you never touch it. The snake is dead. Everybody on earth knows it's dead. But they say, don't touch this, touch like this. Remove your hand, give it 10k. You will not touch. Raise your hand. Now, about two, three guys raise their hand. The rest of the guys here are back. I'm even too afraid to raise my hand. <laughs> Any other phobia you are aware of? Hydrophobia. Water. Fear of water. You only like water in cups and bottles. Heights. Crowds. I think that's agraphobia. Open spaces. Some. Okay. Oh, wide open spaces. There's all kinds. Eh, but you went to school. You're here. No, you don't have a phobia for books. It's not a phobia. No, 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 no. You don't have a phobia. You just say it, but... You're not, it's not, an intense fear does not come on you. You just leave it alone. Uh-huh. It's not an intense fear. But, but there's a level of hesitation that is not as bad as that. Yes? <coughs> to face a crowd. Yes, to face a crowd. That's common, but some of it is not phobia. No, don't, don't do that. Eh? I will give you the microphone and sit down. As my church members, I like sitting there. I like listening to people like this. It suits me. You can start. They used to give testimony for one hour and a half too. Normal. My church. I don't be sitting there. I like hearing it. Me, I like listening. Favorite pastime. When I was not a preacher, I used to love. I used to wonder why the meeting ended. Why are they stopping? It's just 10 o'clock. <laughs> At night. You thought it was during the day? What? When <laughs> I say a preacher and they are talking sense, I'm like, when they end, I'm like, oh God, why? I wish I had a say. I was like, go on, go on. Some of you have fear of everything. If I was your pastor, you'd have been delivered long. Hope, were you there? Were you there? The snake. 
You are not there. Doris, were you there? You are not. Remember, were you there? You are there. You touched it. I hope you didn't hug it. Oh, you're wondering what I'm talking about? <laughs> we don't do fear. Babylonians are always afraid. Why are you afraid? You shouldn't be afraid of anything. Okay, then when the mark of the beast comes, you will not take it. You're finished. You, t- you say, where, where are they taking it? Where are they taking it? All they have to do is carry a snake. Where, where are the people that are not taking the mark? Hey, 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 where, where? Give me two hands and forehead. I am not joking, oh. I am not joking at all. You have phobias. What will you do in the face of fearsome circumstances? What will you do? What will you do? What will you do? Satan will push every button. Why have so many people that once knew the Lord betrayed the Lord and become Babylonians and bowed down to the idol in Babylon? You read about Babylon. I haven't even started preaching it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, properly called Hananiah, Mishael, and Zariah, did not bow. If you were there, would you have bowed or not? It was death by burning. It was death by burning. Would you have bowed or not? You like the stories. How many of you have read those things and said, God, by your grace, I want to be like that? When you read it, raise your hand now. I'm asking you a question. Hey, put down your hand. I didn't say you should raise your hand generally. I'm saying you have read the story of those three Hebrews and you said, God, help me. I want to. You pray that prayer. Raise your hand. Good. The rest of you that have not yet read that Bible story. Or when you read the Bible, you think it's stories. Because in your mind, this can never happen. <laughs> it is happening. Not that it will happen. <laughs> it is happening daily all over the world. All of you that abuse Nigeria. By the way, I need to, ah, I must pray prayer of forgiveness for you. Everywhere I go, ah, God must forgive you for all the evil you have caused this country. Now they here, Babylonians, in speech, you cause your country, then you cause the government. Meanwhile, when God looks at governments, government is guilty 2 over 10, you're guilty 8 over 10. It's a lie, it's a lie. Am I the one that destroyed this country? By the blessing of the upright, the city is built up. By the speakings of the wicked, it is torn down. You, 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 Una, Una, brother, sister, papa, mama, all of Una, pastors have destroyed this country. If God shows you in the spirit, how many of you see visions here? You see visions once in a while in a meeting. You see visions. Your your eyes are open up those. You see. Visions. Raise your hand properly. Don't do false humility where I am. I have a church full of shares, hundred. So don't no humility. Raise the hand again. Uh-huh. You know what you guys normally think? <laughs> I think you yeah. Keep the hand up. Except you have arm ache, then come out for healing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Thank you. Put down your hand. Now, minus those hands. How many of you here would love to operate in the gifts? Of discerning of spirits or word of not however it comes with visions, you know, whether it's at night. I didn't talk about night because in your mind you think it's just dreams, but the Bible calls them in visions of the night. Daniel, that's how Daniel saw Nebuchadnezzar's dream. He was sleeping at night. But it was a clear 
revelation. And when you see things and they come to pass, or they come to be, as you saw, even there is dreams, or is at night, what you call dreams. Let me see your hand. Not amongst those that raised the first time. Good. So I have just increased your understanding. Keep the hand up now. Peter's brothers. Where James? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. About that. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Is that how to raise your hand? Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. When I've counted, you can drop twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven. How about twenty-seven? Twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Now, how many of you are asleep or awake, dead or alive? You can't. You have never seen anything. You're like, you know, they even they dream. <laughs> okay, you dream, but it's not prophetic, seemingly in nature. Oh no. Okay, everybody has raised their hand. Okay, I had wanted to pray for the other people to start seeing. No, but fine, that's cool. So it means we've covered. That means we are thirty plus. What was the other number? What was the other number? What? 15 plus 30 is what? That means you are about 45. Huh? No, now, don't accuse the brethren. Do that now. Didn't we come together? I mean those here now. You saw. Are you saying some people don't have hands? Ah, what are you saying? <laughs> All right. Okay. Maybe in another meeting, there will be those that just arrived that I will pray for. Normally, when I pray for people, they start having visions and prophetic encounters. It's very common. But some of you that have visions and dreams that are prophetic in nature, you're going to also begin to have encounters when you're not asleep. Now, you don't have to have it's a sleeper. It doesn't make you... More, by the way, people that see visions are not more holy than those that don't see you. <laughs> At all. I'm the pastor. I don't know any church that has as many prophetic people as my church. Compared to the number of people. I don't know. I've never seen. All the churches I've been, there used to be two people like that. In my church, there's, I think, 100. And we are just 200 and something. So we don't like praying prayer points. Because when you pray, they will see, 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 see. And then they have to now write it and submit it. Then we now collect it and store. Then when things come to pass all over your country, you're like, we saw it, we saw it, we saw it. Seven people saw it, ten people saw it, we saw, 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 saw. Plenty things like it. Thousands, thousands of visions. And among the most common visions we've seen years ago, we see church people, Christians, they gather and cross Nigeria. It comes out of your mouth. It's Thick black smoke. It goes out into the land and destroys it. In the Bible, it's called grumbling and complaining. It kills. It also, we've seen it as green poison. Gas. Poison gas. So bitterness. Many people, Christians included, you have demons of bitterness. The Bible calls it a bitter root. It defiles many. That's what the scriptures say. It defiles many. And because you defile the land with your speakings, and then turn and point at someone else. You don't understand spiritual things. I'm just pausing and saying, because all of this is Babylonian behavior. 
not Zion. I'm making contrast. I'm comparing. Our people have been in church meetings because of what they've heard. And the pastor is preaching what that sister said. Where is she? He talked about nonsense, something, something. And the pastor is preaching nonsense. The pastor has ever preached nonsense? Who has ever heard the pastor preach nonsense? What he said didn't make sense. Wrong. Error. Who has heard? The rest of you don't go to church at all. Your background is Muslim. Okay, you don't know it's nonsense. It's true. You don't know the Bible. Everything is true. It is true. Sorry, I apologize for forgetting. There are a few people here that read the Bible. They might know. You don't know pastors talk nonsense. You not pastor preachers can. I'm not saying what they say is all nonsense. I'm saying a preacher can say nonsense too. They say things are not true at all. Things God did not send them to say. You're meant to test it. Remember, it's either true one or false two or question mark three. You put it there. You leave it there. I don't know. It may be true or false. Everything I say you don't understand or have not heard before. Put it in the question mark box. But I advise you not to put it in the wrong box. Because one day down the road, now in the age you come, you pull it out and put it in the correct box. When I'm not sure of something, I say, I say I'm not sure. There are things you can be sure of. Why? Because the scriptures confirm it over and over and over and over again. Why would you doubt it when the scriptures are so clear? If you are the authority instead of the scriptures, who will judge you? Jesus said, on the last day, this words which I speak to you will judge you. So how are you greater than the judge? How can you be greater than the judge? The words of God will judge everyone. Therefore, you cannot be greater than the judge. Wise people do not lift their shoulders over the one who sits over them in judgment. They humble themselves so that when the time comes, the judge is pleased with you. And even if you're slightly wrong, he shows you mercy. But if you insulted him and said, Mr. Man, you're talking nonsense. I saw a video clip and a woman stood down there and the judge said, for doing this, going near that person, they put an injunction on you. You are sentenced to three days in the county jail. She answered an American court. It wasn't a movie, it was real life. She answered. She said something. Like damn you or something. Just swore at the judge. And he said three weeks. He changed from three days to three weeks immediately. She said, damn, no, no. He said three months. Like I stood there and that woman was given 300 days. In prison. Her mouth. Hey, demons are bad. Though. Her mouth. Her mouth. You know how the hole is deep. And then you're inside digging. She just kept going deep. And it wasn't a movie. It was real life. And I wondered at the amount of the lack of self-control this woman had. Whatever you're doing. Is it paining him? Is your life. And you have just thrown away 300 days. You're going to be locked up for that long because you won't shut up. That's what will happen to many children of God. You stand before God talks, you talk. God talks, you silence him. The scripture says, you say it's not so. No, no, you cancel, you cancel, you cancel. What do you want? What do you think you do to you? He said, for everything I told you, you counted, you threw my words behind you. Therefore, I will tear you to pieces. 
Luke says, I'll cut him to pieces and give him a portion with the unbelievers. I know some of what I'm saying, if you are along that line of teaching that says God can never judge, when there's question and answer time, ask it. Maybe, or that's not what I came to. God can never. So what about, what does that passage mean? Now there are a hundred other passages. But what does that mean? It says you, he'll give you a portion with unbelievers. Say I'll point you a portion with the unbelievers. When they give someone a portion with unbelievers, if the believer's portion is righteousness, peace, and joy, so your own is now what? Say where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. We have to be more fearful of God. His words are spirit and life. We must be more fearful of God. He is the one who after he has killed you, you die. You wake up. And he's on the other side waiting. You come here. Bah! Again. Why you tried the one they don't try. And you wanted to believe it's possible because you struggle with sin and you couldn't seem to overcome sin. So you went to a doctrine that says don't worry. It's not like that. No, it is like that. And you can overcome sin. And that's the largest category of people I'm speaking to here. Those who have phobias, God will deliver you from your phobias. Take, make sure you note down all these things and remind me to pray about it. If you forget. Among the ways you overcome phobias is by doing the thing you have a phobia of. You pray. Now, listen, some is not natural. It's not just natural. It's demonic. Some of you, there's a demon hanging around. The moment you go near something, it starts going, ah, ah, ah. That dread you feel is not natural. I didn't say all cases. I say some. I'll give one story. I could give you many. We were on a farm planting corn for our church group. We were planting corn. I don't know if planted cassava too, but he planted corn. You know, what we do, like when I go back after a week or two, we are going to harvest corn. Sorry, Lagos. So you can fly down to here and come out. <laughs> Lagos, a kitty, and <laughs> Quara. <laughs> we are going to harvest the corn we planted, and we will boil it in a big pot. Then we we'll carry it to the church, and everybody will eat corn. And some people be saying, this is the one I planted. This is it. And they killed a snake. I wasn't there. And because of how well they know me. And have heard me. All of them. Except two people. As far as I remember. After whoever killed it, killed it. All of them went and touched it. That's how their fear of snakes disappeared. The two people that were left. When I came back, I saw the snake on small, long, black snake. Not too big. And I said, wow. And they told me, uh, everybody touched it. It's fine. We are safe. Except two people. I said, where are they? Yes. One did not want to leave. I said, leave this snake and go away now. Ah, so smooth. So shiny. Go away. I think the last person or so came touched. <laughs> then the next day in the church meeting, I didn't know. She said, I want to testify. Since I was small, in my dreams, when I have nightmares, I see snakes. I see snakes and I'm afraid in my dreams. 
I don't think it was the next day. I think it was some days later. He said, from that day, I touched that snake. It's gone. I feel no fear. Those dreams have ended. Etc. There was no prayer. There was no prayer. There are people with chickens. I've seen someone is the fed. I've heard of someone is the feather of the chicken. Feather. I read a story of a man, a woman who her brothers, when they were young, her brothers took a feather pillow, a pillow that has feathers inside, you know, soft feathers, white people have, and they hung it over the door because she was afraid of feathers. As she walked into the room, they tore, they planned, and the feathers poured on her. Up till the writing of that book, it's a real thing. She was an imbecile. She went crazy. She went useless. She was by now a grown-up woman that was useless. I'm trying to tell you, phobias are not jokes. I know many young ladies. Some of you might be here. You can't stay alone in a room. You can't sleep alone in a room. And that's why you fell into immorality. Because the guy's room you go to sleep, who is the only person next to you, will not just look at you and say, Guy, you're a female. You don't look like a guy. You look like a female. And females can lead to falls. They make males weak sometimes. And because of a phobia, which you think is light, your life is messed up. And it's messed up because of fear. But another girl can sleep in her room calmly and be perfectly fine. And sometimes the difference between you and her is a prayer that has understanding. Spirit of fear, I rebuke you. I have seen this happen so many times. That simple. But you don't, in fact, you're of the school of belief, of belief, <coughs> of the school of disbelief. Says Christians cannot have demons. Then you need to explain to me all the things I've seen Christians delivered from. Sometimes in one second. Something they've been going through since they were, since they were small. Till they are 25. Then it's gone instantly. While you're arguing, rubbish. While you're arguing about, no, I'm a Christian. Those people didn't know they are right. What are you talking about? So what was that that was worrying them? It's called bondage. It is called bondage. Bondages are bound in Babylon. If you're sleeping, stand up. Go and stand there. Hmm? Don't sleep. In case I'm talking about your phobia. Phobias are bad. I've only said a few. Some of you, you're endlessly afraid. Oh God, how did I start this? Jesus. I've been at Babylon. I can't talk about it. It seems, it seems it's problems that you're supposed to deal with first before you even start studying the Bible. You're afraid of being raped. Non-stop. Even when it makes no sense. You, you, you walk around. You even have a boyfriend, so you won't be raped. Like what kind of thing? The thing you claim to be running of, what rape does it not involve sexual action? 
sexual activity. Then you commit sexual activity to avoid sexual activity. Which kind of like, what, what kind of, tell me how that makes sense. That's why, you know, the devil is very wicked. You are seeking to avoid, and so you run into the hands of what you're trying to avoid. What, what does that mean? And some of you have wounds. You need to be healed. I said it earlier on. You need to forgive. You're going to need to forgive. I can never. No, you must. As long as you don't forgive, the devil will have a right over you. Too many scriptures. Most of them said by Jesus. He said, when you stand praying, forgive. He said, if you don't forgive, your father and devil will not forgive you. It's written in the Bible. If you didn't read Matthew 18, the parable, it's direct. If you don't forgive, it says your Father in heaven will not forgive you. You must forgive. I can never forgive. No, you must. How do you forgive? You're going to open your mouth and say, Father, forgive him. Father, forgive her, including your mother. Oh, is she the one that did it? No, the person knows what I'm talking about. You blame her. You must forgive. You must. I'm not asking. If you don't, your life will stay bound. Your life. May you not understand what I'm saying 15 years from now. After your life, <laughs> may you agree. No, 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 no. Make short work. You don't have to drag pain. If they are flogging you, if they want to flog you one or two, do you prefer ten? Don't drag pain. Leave it. Just obey. Remember, obedience is the strategy. Open your mouth and say to the Father, when we are going to pray, Father, forgive A, B, C, D. Just say, don't think, don't think, don't ponder. Just call the name. Just pass, 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 pass. If you feel it, hook here. I've seen it. I've seen it. Hook. I've seen. I've seen the demons hold people like this, and they go, and they cannot pronounce it. I've seen people stand up and say, "It's not just you anymore." Spirits moved in. Your doors were so opened that big things came in and grabbed you. One of the greatest causes of cancer: unforgiveness. No, it's oil. No unforgiveness. Even medical doctors that don't go to church have discovered. <laughs> Unbelievers. They call it forgiveness therapy. They finally found out a bitter root. It defiles many. It defiles your body. It defiles your soul. Defile means to taint. Poison. Spoil. And you're asking God why you go around looking for prayer everywhere. Stop. 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 God wants to help people here. Some of you, it's not you, it's your mother. You don't know. You don't know what my father did. Okay, so he did it. It was bad enough. Now you're doing your own. Okay, your father stabbed you three times on your left hand. You, you're not stabbing yourself 18 times. On your right side. How does it make sense? Let go. I don't understand. I don't know how. You don't need to know how. You turn to the one who knows. And say, 
father forgive him. Forgive her. Amen. That's all. When you obey that, Satan loses his right. Chains fall off. The spirit dimension gets very busy. Angels begin to move. Activ- your life starts undergoing an overhaul. No fasting. No endless prayer. No endless activity of Christendom who does not read the word of God and obey it. No need. Like magic. You see God do things and you wonder, was it this? It was always that easy. You didn't know obedience was a strategy. You thought prayer was. You thought making money is the way. If I had money now, I would have flown abroad. They are dying abroad. Every day, they are dying. <laughs> Every day, they are dying. They are dying. A few days ago, someone took a gun and ran it. I tell you people, because don't curse your country. All of you here, repent. Stand to your feet. I'm in prayer mode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I might tell you to pray for your neighbor. Hmm? Is there anyone here? You're not born again. In case I tell you to pray for someone. And their demon jumps on you. Does it happen? Yes. We were praying for someone once. <laughs> the girl was sitting there. She was born again, but she was. And as I, the girl went, ah! The other one, her phone fell back up. She was not supposed to be in that hall, sir. I don't know why she was. It seemed the demon jumped on her. Nothing is more powerful than God. Do you believe this? Now, if I call for a category of people and you are amongst that, just come out. Hey, God. Do you have a little faith? If your faith is like a, must I say, this is another way we pray in our church. I'll just say, if you want this, raise your hand. They raise their hand. They think we are going to pray. I'll say, Amen. Father, Amen. That's the prayer. The prayer, because God sees. God sees the, man sees the outward. God sees the heart. So sometimes prayers even go from your heart. What is the strategy? Obedience. Not the length of the prayer. One of our people was serving in Benue State three years ago. So, two or three years ago, about three years. About three or four. I'm sorry, sorry, I don't enter trouble. And one sister was in that place. And she noticed that this person that is one of our members, she was different from the rest. Youth service. And there are the people, they go, they pray almost every night. You pray for hours. But this one was not like that. She prayed, but not like that. She read her Bible a lot. That's what she noticed. She read the Bible a lot. She was different. She was different. You know, and she was wondering, and they would tell, the other one would say, don't mind this one. This one would say, and she would just be there. You know, normally my people don't push. They were trained not to push. She finished her service. She's in, she's in, She's not in New York right now, but she's schooling in New York. She's doing her internship in Seattle. She followed that sister eventually. After much struggle, she had a lot of issues in her life, bondage disorder. She followed her from Benway State. Instead of going back to Lagos, where her family, she went, came back to, came down to you and ended up staying for, I don't know, one year. 
And God has done wonderful things for her. Wonderful things. So many deliverances. So many demonic bondages broken. So many things. But one of the things I remember her testifying, which is why I'm talking about it. She testified about how the things that she used to also join and pray for six hours, five hours every night. Four to five hours every night. And they continued for years. Just by sitting and listening to the word of God, having understanding, light. Do you know the scripture says the entrance of thy word, the unfolding of thy word. It brings light. It brings understanding to the simple. And in all you're getting, get power. Understanding. I thought all of you should know that one. It's not my book. In all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. In all you're, on, in all you're getting, get understanding. And it's the unfolding of his word that brings understanding. Not prayer. If you listen to me, you might start thinking, is it that you hate prayer? What do you think? No, I don't hate prayer. We didn't have those thousands of visions while we were playing. <laughs> we are praying now. It's just it's not as highly complicated as you think. Like, ah, if, I, if, if the fasting is dry enough, God will be moved. God does not take delight in the affliction of the sons of men. God does not enjoy your suffering. I am telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. What God delights in is not sacrifices. Is that in your Bible? But in obedience. Is that not what I said? That's how I started and that's how I'm ending. Obviously, that's the major message the Lord wants you to have this morning. Against every plan I had and you had. Obedience! You're here. Disobedience is your problem. Every story you've been told about the root of your problem. I am... I don't know what they told you. I'm telling you it's a lie. If you're in disobedience and you're busy looking for other problems, it's a... You See, see, I've lived long enough. You can continue for the next 20 years in pain till you agree that let God be true and every man a liar, including a preacher. I'm not even talking about false prophets. Obey the Lord your God. Automatically... The power of heaven comes behind you because you obey him. Angels of obedience will stand next to you and say, Satan, take your hands off him. You have no right here anymore. Why? Because you were the one giving the right before. And you have removed the right. Where is the lawyer? Someone brings an accusation against you. And present evidence to prove it. You say nothing and do nothing to the contrary. Once judgment be awarded against you, it will. That's why his people perish for lack of knowledge. You know how many court cases exist against God's children? They don't even know there's a court case. Someone told you it was done completely. Then why are you praying? It's done now. What do you pray for? Stop. 
Why are we praying now? Is <laughs> it not done? There's food on your table. Don't ask God for food. Abi is already on your table. No. There's a difference between something being available to you positionally and it being in your possession. Positionally. Your entitlement as a core member is how much per month? Is it your entitlement? If you do not fill out the monthly thing, will it become a possession? Is it yours positionally? Is it yours possessionally? It's done. No, it's not done. No, you must collect it. After they paid into your account, is it in your pocket? Must you withdraw it? Have you ever been hungry while there was money in your account and you didn't know the money was in your account? Raise your hand. You were hungry. You didn't know there was money in your account. That's why you were hungry. But the money was already there. Do you know how many such things are happening in your lives? Right now! That can continue like that till you have gray hair. Simply because you don't know. That's all. That is why my... I have a drive to help people understand the mind of God. The good and bad part, though, is not only the nice part. The rough part, too. The part you won't like. If you don't know these things, you will suffer utterly unnecessary afflictions in this world. I've had many young people. I pastor youth, mostly. Not grown-ups. We have like three, four grown-ups in my church. group. The rest are 30 below. 20-something. Before 20. I understand young people. I've heard very many things in my ears. I have seen many things. I like them more than older people. I prayed when we restarted in 2016 that God should keep away the grown-ups. I prayed them away. I said, God, let them not come. I like young people. Because they tend to be more humble, except the ones that have been hardened. But they are still more humble. The older you grow, the harder you become. Did you know? Oh, you don't have a father. Okay. The older you grow, the harder you become. You have not come across older people. Then they agree, say, then they were wrong. Can an older person be wrong? But they are wrong. We know they are wrong, right? But they cannot be wrong. The older you grow, the less humble you become. Except you are walking with Jesus. How you can identify people that are truly walking with Jesus. The older they grow, the more humble they are. Oh, it's a real thing. It's so rare that you're wondering where. It's real. Things that you think they're real to, they don't react. They are different. They don't react. And they can tell younger people, I'm sorry. They can apologize. Their mouth can form the word, sorry. Not the one that they've slapped you two times for what you didn't do. And then when they hear it's your brother that did it, they somehow just send you to go and bring something else. They just forget to say so. The younger you are, the closer it is for God to show you mercy. Do you need scripture? Let the little children come to me. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness. Peace and joy. No, it's heaven where we go. You don't go to heaven. Your kingdom. I'm not saying there's no heaven to go to. I am saying when the scriptures say 
the kingdom of heaven is like. He's speaking about righteousness, peace, and joy. A woman who lost a coin. He's talking about how you find the kingdom, how you find righteousness, peace, and joy. You search for it. It's like a woman who took yeast and put in three measures of dough. If your Bible starts telling you so and so pounds, the translator of the Bible does not understand. It's a lack of understanding. It's not about the weight. It's about the fact that it was in three measures. Righteousness, peace, joy. Justification, sanctification, glorification. Ask, seek, knock. Spirit, soul, body. The three tridimensional soteria. The workings of God in every life. The healing work. First your spirit. Then your soul. Then your body. That's the workings of God. And you're here. You're not too sure you have given your heart to Jesus. Stage one has not even happened. So how do you want us to go on to stage two? You must first be justified. By the blood of the lamb. Then you, no, let me use this, white. It was black before sin. Justified. Then you will be sanctified. Ah, this color is even matching. The washing of the water by the word sanctification. This was the job of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth, when he comes, he shall. He will teach you all things. He's called the spirit of truth. You converted him into the spirit of tongues. You, someone told you that that's what Holy Spirit baptism is for. The one that sent him told you when he comes, he'll teach you. He told you the number one thing, the anointing, the spirit. The charisma is to do, is to teach. He's your teacher! You came, you kept him down, you said, I know what to do. When you teach your teacher, what will you know? You know what you knew before you started teaching, which was nothing. You started with nothing and ended with nothing. What a life. If you don't start with repentance from dead works, and then you press into faith towards God, which comes by the hearing of the word, then the doctrine, the dascalia of baptisms, the teaching on Washings, the working of the Spirit in you. He washes, this forgives, this covers you with blood. This scrubs, this is instant, this is gradual for the rest of your life. Until glorification when you see him as he is and you become as he is. Because you see him as he is. When you have stayed at it, endure to the end. He that endures to the end will be saved. But I thought it was done at the beginning. Yes. Soteria 1, phase 1. Justification, your spirit. Instant, call on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Soteria 2. Soul, sanctification, holiness, hagios. Glorification. The final stage, tabernacles. This is not visitation, this is habitation. 
is transformation. This is the fullness of him that heals all. So your spirit, soul, and body, this physical body, will be like Jesus' body after he rose from the dead. I'll talk about that when I talk about the rise of Zion. And you'll be able to be here and not be here. Alright guys, see you guys in the evening. Pam! And I disappear. And all of you go, pam, 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 and you disappear. Fully scriptural. How many of you have been expecting things like this? You've heard of things like this? Don't be unserious now. Nobody, all of you go to Anglican. I don't understand. Nobody. Which person are they here now? Wait, wait, wait. You don't know a time will come that you shall be as he is. How was he? How did he appear for the meetings after he rose from the dead? He walked. It was not normal for him to finish a meeting and just do like this, disappear. So, what? None of you have had the expectation. Why, why is that? These are things that are happening already. People are tasting it. I've been tasting all over the earth. You don't know. <laughs> Some people are busy preaching against it. Now, I don't believe in you're going to kneel down and pray and fast for it to happen. I don't believe in such things. Go and obey God. Stop that. Why are you praying? Go and clean your father's car. Get up and get out. Be obedient in your day to day. Love God. Love people. When it is time, if it's appointed unto you, it will happen by itself. The Lord will draw on you. Come aside. Come, come, come. And you pull you. <coughs> and you go inside the room. And you just be there praying. Normal as you have been praying every Sunday, every two days, every week or whatever. Anything. And an angel will walk in there and say, Clutches, it has been appointed for you to one, two, three, four. Da, 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 da. And you go like, eh? come. And he grabs you and you're gone. <coughs> and someone comes to your room, looks for you, and says they didn't find you. Two hours later, you find they've taken you here and there, you're back there. And someone comes, opens, ah, ah, where were you? Now I came before. And you say, I've been here. Just stop it now. Because you were not there. You thought it was a vision. And it was real. These things will happen. Now, I won't ask you if you want. Mm-mm. Because the problem with young people, and I don't mean you, your age, I mean spiritually young people, is that you don't have priority. You don't know what is important. <laughs> so you, you pursue things that should come by itself and ignore what you should be pursuing. What does the Bible say you should pursue? Righteousness. With those that seek God from a pure heart. Have you read all those things? Paul's letter to Timothy. He gives you a list of things. First Timothy 6, to pursue. Power is not among. What's the favorite pursuit of new wine Christians in Nigeria? Power. As usual, you put the cat before the horse. You're to pursue sanctification. Or your power will pick you and drop you. I know a man of God. The power of God grabbed him, dropped him in another place. See, he was attacked while in a spiritual encounter and disappeared. The attack left a scar. He came back with it. And the spirit realm is not as... <laughs> as so That's why in God's mercy, you can't experience certain things. If you do, you may die. 
First thing, these are the things. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. That's humility, meekness. Which of this is a gift of power? This is what, O man of God, follow after. Pursue after. This is what you should be pursuing. This is what I preach. I don't preach any other thing. Whatever, you know, once in a while I read something or hear, ah, this thing happened. I'm like, wow, that's powerful. And the Holy Spirit tells me, so didn't it happen here? I'm like, oh, it's true. Che, it happened <laughs> in my own ministry too. Wow. Wow, powerful. And I'll remember. I didn't even remember them. So many things. I won't even remember. Because I don't live for that. You live to please God. You pursue what he says pursue. And then he can tell you secrets. For the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And you reveal to them his covenant. You want to know the secrets of God? How many of you want to know the mysteries of God? Few of you. The rest of you don't think you should know. Do you know why you don't know? Everything you hear will be a parable. I can talk like that. I could talk for 10 hours. You hear parables. Oh, go and read the book of Matthew chapter 13. Everything will be a parable. It has been prophesied, Psalm 78, that you speak in dark sayings. Dark sayings. The whole law is dark sayings. Ignorant people have told you to scrap it. You're scrapping the dark sayings. Don't you know dark sayings? When light, the unfolding of the law brings light and you throw away the thing you're to unfold. You bought a lamp. And because it was in a carton, you threw away the carton with the lamp. Try! Ignorance is bad. And you're like, Chai, this house is dark. We've been praying to God for light since. Bro, you throw away the lamp. The law is the carton in which the light is. No, the law is dead. No, you, you are ignorant. Until heaven and earth passes, the law will not pass. Not even one dot. Has heaven and earth passed? Huh? The most important prayer you can pray here is that you might be justified, that Jesus will wash your sins away, and that you be white like snow by the power of Jesus. Are you listening to me? But for all of those, so I'm arranging it in order. You're not sure you've given your life to Jesus yet. As we start praying for different things at the same time, just leave where you are, just come straight here, like this. That's the first set of people I pray for. Um, I'm not good at begging. I know there are fears that people have, etc. But I prayed for you. Every restraint on you, I bind, I, I, I bound it. I have already bound it at the beginning of the meeting. I may pray briefly again because some of you are not here. You come this way. I pray with you. Or I have one of my assistants pray with you. That's one. Then there will be different prayer points. And you will pray for yourself. What will you pray for? You will pray that God, this our good God, will deliver you from everything that ties you down. Let me say this much about Babylon. Babylon is captivity of any kind. Zion is freedom. I've taken all of Babylon and put into one word. Captivity of the children of God. Not others. The children of God. Captivity. That is what Babylon is to a child of God. Zion Sorry. Zion is 
Freedom. It's the land of your festivities. It's the place you can celebrate your Passover, your Pentecost, and your tabernacles. You can enjoy the different things, liberties, freedoms that God has given all his children. That is what Zion is. But first, you are saved from Egypt at Passover. Taken to Zion. And then when you become disobedient, you are shipped off to Babylon. Babylon is where God's people have been tied up with the people of this world. And you can't tell much of a difference. The same addictions and struggles they have in Babylon. You have. Why? Because you are a captive in Babylon. Do you understand this? Who handed them over to Babylon? The Bible says it is God. How many of you want to be free from Babylon? Any kind of bondage whatsoever. You don't want bondage. Whether it is a phobia, whether it is ignorance, whether it is... I started reading one passage. Did I finish reading it? One passage. What was that? First John 5. What did he say? He said, For we have God, and we know the whole world lies under the power of evil. Your translation, King James, might say, the evil one. But the word there is just evil. Pone. Ponero, sorry. Ponero is not, is not the word from which you have pornography. It's, it's not the sexual related word. It's ponero. It means evil. All over your Bible in about 70 something places, it uses the word evil. Sometimes wickedness. That scripture says, we know that we are of God. One, we are of Theos. And the whole cosmos is under that word, under a word, it sounds like kamai in the Greek. It means many things. It means to be held firmly. It means to be covered by. It means to be underneath. It means buried. All the whole world is under the sway of ponero. This one they added there is a presumption that is speaking about Satan. It may have that meaning. After all, Satan is the king of that system. The cosmocrator. All the world. Which is its headquarters is Babylon. Is under the power of evil. That word also is translated ponero. Pain. Hurt. Difficulty. That's what that word means. None of you here wants to be under pain, hurt, or difficulty. I don't need to ask. That's the truth. But how will you not be under it if you don't, while you love the world, the cosmos, and the things in the cosmos? Can you see the challenge you are having now? You're not answering me. Love not the world, first John 2, nor the things that are in the world. 
If anyone loves the, has, loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. How many? Do you see the three alternatives of Satan? You are not listening. Do you see the three alternatives of the devil to righteousness, peace, and joy? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. They are not of the Father. It is of the world, of the cosmos. But what does almost every Christian, without understanding, pursue after? Those very three things. So you love the world, but you want to enjoy the benefits of Zion. How? If you were God, what would you do? This is the battle between Zion and Babylon. And when I said most people, including most of you hearing me here, that if you don't undergo a radical brain surgery, that you'll be swallowed up in the, in the judgment of Babylon, that you came to study judgment on Babylon. If you don't separate and come out, give me first, second Corinthians 6, come out from amongst her and be separate. You are tied to the cosmos with its idols. And when God comes to judge, he will judge you too. Not because he hates you, but he's judging Babylon and you are attached to it. Therefore, a wise person will separate. Major manifestation of the love of this world. What is it that can meet the loss of your flesh, loss of the eyes and provide for all your pride? One thing. What? You don't know? Why do you think there are only two things you may love or despise? You cannot serve two. You either serve God or, or the devil. The devil. What is mammon? Say it in normal English. You either serve God or... Why does he, why does he say God and Satan? Because the major competitor of God is not Satan. It's money. That's the thing Satan dangles. And you run after. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. He showed Eve. Good for food. Lust of the flesh. Beautiful to behold. Lust of the eyes. A tree to make one wise. Pride of life. Three things. He came to Jesus. The same thing. Turn this stone to bread. Jump down. Pride. Baka. Bow down. After showing him the kingdoms of this world. Three. Adam and Eve fell. Jesus succeeded. The test is now to you. And all of those who eat Satan's danglings, of which the thing that can fulfill all those dreams of the flesh, of the cosmos, is money. Money answereth all things. And you go, yes! Then you go and look for it. You don't understand. That is the thing that will result in you and Babylon being one. When he said money answers all things, the next verse says that money and wisdom are a defense. But that wisdom preserves the life of the one that has it. In other words, money cannot preserve your life. So what we are supposed to pursue when you left there is wisdom, not money. The devil has won a very powerful battle for a very long time. But we want to be free, yes? Do you want judgment on Babylon to reach you? Huh? Do you want the judgment of Babylon to 
come upon you too. You want to be free? First prayer point. 30 seconds. Father, thank you for the things I've heard. Quick. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tell the Lord, thank you for eyes to see and ears to hear. Remember, you need to pray when you're told to pray. Uh, you, say thank you. Come on. Be appreciative. Wisdom is a principal thing. Wisdom is understanding. Wisdom says, I am understanding. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Next prayer point. During this time, if you haven't given your heart to Jesus, please, you've already prayed. I'm not going to pray prayers. I came here and heard you say, God, I want to know Zion, Babylon. So I won't pray about it. You've prayed about it already. I presume when you pray, God listens. So, I don't like repeating prayers. So we pray about the one you have not prayed, possibly. Since I don't know what the other speakers may have shared. But if you are not you, you, you have tried to be born again. You, you would like to be born again. But you are not sure. You are a Christian. <laughs> Say, no, I'm a Christian. My family asked them, so when do you give your heart to Jesus? They said, since I was born. <laughs> ha! Don't play those kinds of games. Oh. That's like saying you have admission since you were born. Don't be unserious. You have to make a deliberate, take a deliberate step to give your life to Christ. And if you're here and you're not, you're not sure you are, or you used to be and you turn your back, or whatever is your confusion, make sure you come out here once we start praying. The rest of you standing here, I want you to say to the Lord, every phobia, every binding on me, that it's against God's will for you to have any bondage. Do you agree? You should be free, 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 free. When you're free, wonderful things happen. I have seen young people freed from a thousand things. Without even additional prayer, sicknesses disappear. Demonic presences bring sickness. They bring so many problems. Completely unnecessary. Sometimes it's so simple. I'm like, why? Will nobody tell her? Will nobody tell him? It's so simple. But you don't know. And what you don't know will kill you. I want you to pray and say, God, I, uh, hold on now, hold on. First prayer, while the other people are coming out, and take at least two, three minutes to pray this. Father, put your finger, as you're going to pray, God is, uh, hopefully close your eyes, except you're sleeping. Some of you don't even know the challenges you have. You, use, you know it sometimes, other times you forget. So God will need to reveal, remind you. You may see things flashing before your eyes, you're remembering things. Things are coming back to you. You're like, wow, what's that? You know, that's, that's like something that happened when I was nine years old. As those things come back to you, it means God wants you to know that that is an issue. Even though you deny it and say, it's not, no, no, I don't have any problem there. Just leave. When the Holy Spirit, pray this, say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me the things that I need to be delivered from. Do you understand that prayer? What did I say you should pray about? Is that a good prayer? Any pestering, any wahala in my life that shouldn't be here according to your love. Tell me, tell me, tell you, tell you. That is revealed to you. Come on. You're asking for revelation and understanding. You want to give your heart to Jesus? Come. Come to me now.
Caribasha da 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 ba da cadiga do sadiga da libra do chibre cruce bragida la casundere barada lipando da kinda basida bragido chibre gada sadagada open eyes open ears open hearts open minds open lives Jesus Christ Lord we pray today Lord we pray today cadigo do chibada Open eyes, open ears, open hearts, open minds. Touch everyone here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Set them free, Jesus. Show them what they should be. Give them grace to carry on. Teach them, Lord God, how to be strong. Give them hope in all they do. Karabashidada. Maradeya la maradadada. Hela cropera de acadea shadada. Landroboca de dada bade dada shadagada subragada. Laika de cadu sebadada kebrabasida lagada. Maracadigado, Shibregede, Sebregus, Sebregede, Salabarabarirata, Sala, Lecrumba de Gadu, Sibregada, Telago, Shigregue, Sadagadasa. Merciful God. Thank you, Lord God. Open eyes, open ears, open memories. Buried things. Be exposed. The things that have been buried, kept under. The things that have been buried and kept under. Let it be uncovered. Everything under the power of evil, of pain, of hurt, be uncovered right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Come and have your way. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Father, I ask that everything that has been under the power of evil to be exposed. Every person here that has been held under the grip, the firm grip of pain and hurt and trouble and bondage of any sort be broken in the name of Jesus I cut you loose first prayer points unforgiveness You've even heard the word of God enough to say, and this thing is so strong, and you're like, I forgive, but the thing comes back, or something, something, something. Oh, it's just there. Come out quickly, and come to my left. Unforgiveness. All of you, it takes a long time for you to hear something. I won't beg you. Number two, left. When I give a place, stand that way in a line, like that. Other prayer points. You have phobias. Now, some of you here have too. But you know it's a serious matter. This way. Like this. 
I hope you understand. Now, if you're in this group, don't leave. When I finish, then you can come over to this group. But if you're in this group, this is important. Start as you're standing there. Ask the Lord. You're calling the name of the person. You have unforgiveness again. Simple. It's not complicated. Call their name. God is hearing. Father, forgive. I didn't say I forgive. Hear me well. Don't say right now. <laughs> leave it. Say, Father, like Jesus prayed. Father, forgive. Then call the name. Call his name. Call her name. Call it. Don't shout. Just say quietly. God sees. Okay? Move a little like this, please. Thank you. Simple prayer, okay? Now the healing virtue of God is going to be... Without praying much, the other things will start happening. It has to happen. Because Satan loses his right now. And you didn't even know you're the one that was giving permission. So forgive him selfishly. Forgive selfishly. It's for your good. That's why you're forgiving them. It's not that you're that good. It doesn't matter. You're just obeying Jesus, okay? You're saying God to forgive them. After you finish saying God should forgive them, you say God should bless them. Close your eyes and pray. Phobias. Intense fears. Oh, Jesus, help them understand. Close your eyes for a second because some of you don't understand. You don't hear things speaking. <laughs> Close your eyes. You have phobias. The thing is deep. You don't... Let me... Re... You're here. Fear of ministry. It's like almost I'd rather die. Come out. Before you die. Close your eyes and pray. Listen, listen. You're asking God. First prayer point. Stand here. Don't, don't stand near things though. See, I cannot control what may happen. Don't stand near anything. Okay? Am I to do everything? Try not to stand near things. Just in case. Just in case. God forbid you fall. But just in case. See, this first line. Be here like this. Uh, just be here like that. Like that. Uh, first line. Just move as a line. Hear me. Phobias. Hear how it works. Hear how it works. This thing, you start sweating. This is not like... Uh, it's like terror. Good, that's the best word. A terror comes on you. First prayer point, you're going to ask God to forgive you. For having phobia. You say you're born again. You have the spirit of life. Why? Why? You were disobeying God to have it. And some of you. You know. Sorry. The more I talk. The more I'm hearing. Some of you. You, you almost boast about it. That is. No, no. Me. I have a phobia. Who told you it's a joke for you to have a phobia? That is. You're delighted in bondage. Is a sin. You're an embarrassment. How will you be a warrior? And many of you here. Almost all of you. You're called to be warriors in the kingdom. You don't know what that means to I don't know how to explain. I don't see the time to explain. You know what warriors do? Some of you will enter a city to turn upside down like Paul. I'm not talking about going on the internet and shouting eh, 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 upside down ministries. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying quiet. The power of God goes out from you. Things will happen, but that one phobia will stop you like Samson. You'll be like an animal tied to a grinding machine. Phobias are not jokes. Phobias are iniquity. It's wrong for you to be afraid. Jesus commanded you not to fear. It's a disobedience to be afraid. And you take it like, well, it's just there. It's not just there. You should have, that's what you should have fasted and prayed about. Instead of running up and down looking for what is not lost. You should have not done and say, God, forgive me. I know I shouldn't be afraid, but I'm afraid. I am asking you. 
I confess this fear and now I am asking, give me faith and boldness. Then you shall have stepped out in faith. First prayer point for you. Father, forgive me for fear. Call the fear by its name. Pray, I've left you. Amen. Now hear me. I know you've asked God to forgive you. If you ask according to his will, he said he will hear you. I want you to now ask God to heal you. So what comes after forgiveness is often healing. You're asking the Lord, heal me of every phobia. You're calling it by name. Now when I come to you, I'll just ask you, what? You know, and you just tell me. Snakes, fear, rape, darkness, whatever it is. Okay, but even ahead of time, you don't have to wait till I come. Just begin to say, I renounce the spirit of this. I renounce you. You have no right. You don't have to shout quietly. I renounce the spirit of you. I renounce you. You have no right. You, hey, listen. Stop, stop, stop. Don't talk while I'm talking. Listen. You're not praying to a demon. I didn't have time to explain that to you. You don't. That's not prayer. This is spiritual warfare. You're not praying to a demon. You're talking to a demon. You are praying to God. Now you're talking to spirits. You're saying, you spirit of this. I bet, where's the person, the people? Uh, fear of ministry. Like, I'd rather die. Uh, so you, you have to combine rebuking the spirit of death that you permitted. You have no idea of what your mouth can do. The average person has no idea. Like, if I have to tell you 50% of your problems, you created it like a creator. You say no, it's uh, village people. Village people may have come against a child of God and couldn't touch you. Then you open the door. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Then village people came in. When you go to even a sincere man of God that does not have understanding, he blames the village people. But I have understanding. It's not the village people, it's you. You open the door. The angel of God kept the village people outside. Then you open the door and let it in with your mouth. You open your mouth and say, I can never... You say things like that. You use words like never. You say things like, I would rather. When you said it, what do you think? Satan ran to the courts of heaven, dropped an application before the Almighty God. My Lord, according to our words, maybe. And there comments your problem. I say, I repeat, you can live till you die and have problems from it and you never know. You open the door. That's why I told you to ask God to forgive you. There are so many problems. God's people have. And the evidence of what we are saying, oh, you're going to see the difference. Don't testify in... Except it was a daily problem. Don't testify for at least two weeks. So you can be sure. Some of you, after two months, you have to wait for a while. Some of you have to go back home first before you see and understand that God had done it. I don't have a problem with your testing it. Do you understand? I want you to pray right now and say to the Lord, as you're standing there. Heal me. 
When you finish saying that, heal me of this, that, that. The word heal, sozo, means to deliver. People think it means only healing of your body, of your soul. No, that's the word that is used when Jesus was casting out demons too. Three words. Emaya, something like that, Terapuo, and sozo. When he was casting out demons, the Bible says he sozoed the demons. It's the same word is used when he heals them of blindness, deafness, physical. That scripture that says that you people misquote and say healing is the children's bread. That's the word that was used. And he said it's the children's bread. And all of you agree that you're God's children. And he said deliverance is the children's bread. The woman that came to him came to report that her daughter was under oppression of demons. And Christians are busy arguing that children... That bread that you claim that you... How many of you have heard? Healed is the children's bread. There's no scripture like that. It doesn't exist. It's a story where Jesus said it's not good to take the children's bread and give to dogs. And the woman said even the dogs eat the crumbs. The woman came for deliverance from demons for her children. So that scripture that is used by people that don't believe Christians can have demons was about demons and demonic deliverance. Do you understand what I'm telling you? That's what I meant. Christians have demons all over the earth. 99% of the people who cast demons out of are Christians. I heard a woman in the UK preacher say the same thing. Then 99% of people have delivered from demons are Christians. Born again Christians. Why? Because if you cast out an unbeliever's demon, it will just come back. What's the use? There's no Holy Spirit in him. But when you cast out the Christ, demons that oppress Christians, then truly you'll be free. So I want you to pray. I'm sure I've explained it. I want you to say to God, heal me, sozo me, deliver me one or two minutes before I get to you. And then you say, you spirits, remember by then you're not praying to God. You're not saying, God, please deliver me. No. You're saying, you spirit, because you are a born again child of God. I be all of you. You spirit of terror, of darkness, I renounce you. You have no right in me. Be gone. Simple prayer, right? First, pray for healing. Then pray the other one. When I get to you, you stop praying, okay? Pray now. When I come to you, don't pray anymore. Sorry, hold on. Some of you, you're very slow. I don't mean here. I mean normal. Anytime you carry Bible, anytime you do anything that will help you. Say in the name of Jesus. I renounce sleep. I rebuke you. Spirit of somnolence. Be gone. Be gone. In the name of Jesus. I take authority over every such spirit right now. And keep quiet. Quiet now. <laughs> Don't convert everything into prayer. Warfare. Not prayer. Different. You spirits of Slot, laziness of a demonic kind. I decree upon you, time up. Be gone. Don't return. May the power of the Most High God come upon you all. Receive freedom within and without. Some of you, you sleep, you sleep in your brain. Your eyes are open. Your body is standing. You are gone. Even you, it's like... 
Anyone here, you've been accused of... They've even accused yourself. Are you okay? Let me see your hand. Do like this. Is it that one hand? I said do like this. Is it that thing? I rebuke it in Jesus' name. You are free in the name of Jesus. Alertness rests upon you. May the angel of the Lord stand by you. And keep you alert and watchful in the name of Jesus. Ah, you will receive, you will see, you will be amazed. You will not recognize yourself. Some of you go and take a picture to remember you. Because you will not recognize yourself. People will say, is this you? How? Do you take drugs? You say, no, you took Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Freedom to you. Within, without, around you. Father, I ask for angels to be released all over. May Paroka Sibra stand by them, 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 good God, all over. Stand by them. Crack this, this locks over the heads. Be broken, be broken, be broken, be broken, be broken. Alertness, all shrouds around your head. The fire of God burn it away. I decree judgment on those shrouds. Black bags over your heads be burnt away in Jesus' name. No more bells, no more bells, no more bells. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now you can go and pray whatever you're praying, but I had so the workers with me. I'm asking, just pray, you know, simple. What's the challenge? What phobia? Okay, so this too is very common. So once I pray this, if it's you're in, you're in that category, once you, you're, you're done, just go to your seat. Fear of people. I've heard how many people already. And I'm. I'm you know, I'm taking time and explaining one-on-one, but I might as well say it to a crowd. How many of you is fear of evangelism, fear of opening your mouth to preach? Makes you feel very guilty. Raise your hand. There are two things to that. One is maybe natural fear. Okay? Again, I have a church full of people that once had that problem. What's the difference? Most of them... Most of you with that challenge, you don't need deliverance. Hear me well. Some of you are there, you didn't come out because you didn't think, and you're not wrong to have not come out. In fact, I would think the ones that came out for that. Only some of them have a demonic problem. Some you don't have. What you have is natural. It is the devil fighting you. He knows the moment you are able to open your mouth and preach to people, you have become an active weapon. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Say, listen, if you are wearing the armor of God with a sword, you are a weapon. You, you are a living weapon. You are a problem. Sleeping Christians are no problem. Alert Christians are a problem. Your status changes immediately. You are not just there. If you see how many times they change my flight, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Satan did not want me to come here. 
Why? Because I'm not coming to tantalize you. Those of you that like people falling every time, forget it. If it happens, you happen. I have no, I'm not interested in it happening. It creates stress. I've been in many meetings where half of everybody in the hall was on the ground. So even first timers were catching people. People that are visitors, they've never come. All they spent their time was catching human beings. It is far easier when you don't fall. Everybody is happier. Why do people like people falling? So you say, Kai has power. There's no such confusion. That's why I said, go home first. Then after one, two weeks, testify to your brethren the things that are happening in your life. The proof of the pudding is in the eating now. Is in the evidence. It's not in the appearance. It's in the what follows. Did we plant something? I can't see or oh, the ground is bare. Come back after two weeks. Did we plant something? You will see if something was planted. Do you understand? Good. So the evidence is in what will happen. Not what you think. So I pray. I prayed here. None of you should fall. It's stressful. I've seen people roll from here to there. <laughs> Sometimes I'm alone. And they all start rolling. I sat in a warehouse like this. It was doing holidays. All my people were not around. It was, I was counseling someone during the day. Big, it was bigger than this. And I'm sitting there. And she's sitting on the table on the other side. And I lay hands on her. Sitting on this side. And I just use spiritual part. She falls down from there and goes boom, 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 boom. All the way down like that. Turns like that to the other end. And then starts rolling back. It's nicer when you don't fall or roll. It's not the falling or rolling. It is in what God is doing. That fear or phobia you have of preaching, for half of you, it is natural. How did I train my people to overcome this phobia? I told you about snakes. I didn't tell you about killing chickens. That phobia of killing chicken. Raise your hand now. Is this not a question I'm asking? So in your house, they will never eat chicken. No, when you go and live alone, you never eat chicken. I didn't say you should start gisting. Don't gist. Look here. The people behind. Don't be distracted. Is there no fisher behind there? It seems they are not even hearing me. Don't be distracted. Don't just in the middle of the meeting. How did I do that with my people? I make them kill chickens. When someone has an occasion and they will kill chickens, we look for the church members that have never killed chicken or that can't stand it and send them there. If you don't have transport, they give you. You go to where they are killing chickens. How many of you have ever always desired to see practical Christianity? You like theory Christianity, the one that inside the book. How many of you want to see what you preach? Eh? You, then you must do what you hear. When you pray, then you must act. Are you hearing me? So we pray and then they go and kill the chickens. I remember holding one of my earlier people's hands. I held her hand and was cutting the, holding the other hand with the knife and she's closing her eyes and crying. <laughs> As the head dropped, and then I walk away, I go and wash my hand and go away. She can do what she likes with that. You think I beat her, but she's delivered. And her husband will be able to eat chicken when he goes to work and comes back. Instead of saying, honey, buy chicken when you're coming. Then when will he eat it? That's how honey will go to Mr. Madam. 
That's how it will go from honey to madam. And then you say, I don't know, pray for our marriage. Your phobia killed your marriage. Because he sits there and says, one day he opens his mouth and says, useless woman. Then you start telling everybody, how can you call your husband? No, your phobia, which is why you have the phobia at all, is destroying things in your life. Because that's what Satan does. He destroys. If only you had boiled the chicken and made the pepper soup, and he came back with his friends, and they had to wait for two hours. But you couldn't kill a chicken. It seems small, but it's very big. Hmm? Your relationship and you, I've told you. You prepare. Why did you go to school? You want a job. You prepare. This is preparation for a life of freedom. Amen? I'm going to pray a simple prayer, but all of you, spirits of fear, uh, or you think it's spirits, whatever, raise your hand. Fear of evangelism, fear of preaching, fear of every opening your mouth. Some of you have told yourself 10,000 times, I'm going to do it today. I'll preach today. I'll pray. Oh, yeah. Say, Father. Thank you. Fear, I rebuke you. I renounce you. I have the spirit of power, love, self-control. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror. In the name of Jesus. Father, all these ones, I speak peace to Spirit of power. Dynamis rest upon you now. Go in the name of Jesus and may your mouth be anointed with grace. May the river of God flow out of your belly day and night. In the name of Jesus. Boldness be yours. In the name of Jesus. The angel of the Lord stands by you to strengthen your hand to do that which pleases the Father. Thank you, good God. Amen. All of you, this is your assignment. You know anyone that goes out for evangelism or that is bold about evangelism? Anyone here? You're bold. It's not hard. Raise your hand. If you decide to evangelize, you can. Raise your hand now. Did you not raise that hand for me? Raise it, you, all of you that prayed. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. You didn't hear what I said. You are bold in evangelism, not if you want. You are already bold. You can open your mouth and preach to people. You're not afraid. Raise your hand. Uh-huh. Now, all of you that pray that prayer, look at their faces. See any of them that stays near where you are, stays in the same area with you. Now, team, team up with them. When you are going for evangelism, call them. You go to them and book them. Let's go out for evangelism every day or four days and five days a week. Then go with them. You don't have to say anything. Just watch them preaching. Be with them. Hear them. And then the Lord will begin to enable you just by reason of partnership. How did Jesus send them out? Two by two. Those times you went out to preach, you wanted to die. Who were you with? So your disobedience, your ignorance hinders you. Listen to me. My six-year-old, my six-year-old, she's six. She causes trouble when they go out for evangelism and don't carry her. She preaches in every vehicle she's inside. When they take boats, when they take keke, when they take everything, she starts preaching to the driver. 
she first sings a memory verse. Test all things, hold fast to what is good. Test all things, hold fast to what is good. I want to tell you, that place is saying first that you should test. That means to look at it. Only that which is good should you hold on to. Then she will pray. At least those that have been with her in the public vehicles told me. You know, when me, I'm going, I'm driving. And she won't preach to me. As she preaches. So different people have told me. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> and one day she said that her father said, Jesus is coming. One, what, next year? 2025, Jesus. <laughs> Thank God there was a grown-up who straightened it out. <laughs> Major things will happen in 2025, but I didn't say Jesus is coming. Major things will happen. Listen to me. Team up with those who go. Our children's ministry, which is comprised not just of the children in our church on Saturdays. Today Saturday. Uh, maybe they've dismissed now. If you come there, you see children praying. Right now, I'm talking about four years, five, six. They'll pray. Whatever topic. They're in different groups. They'll pray. Then they'll say something like... They'll pray in the spirit sometimes. And then they'll go... Banu. Banu, I heard Banu. The grown-up said, okay, Benwell. She said, no, I heard Banu. They go on the internet, type in. Banu is a place in a state. It's a real place. What happened? Who was? In Pakistan. Yes, that's what happened. And what happened? As they checked the news, that day or two days later, a bomb explosion happened in Banu. I'm talking about four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Children, children, children. They have been trained. They go out for evangelism. It's called training. That thing you are praying about now that you said is a phobia. It can be trained out. Just go with these people. Go. Go to two. Walk with them. Listen to them as they preach. Okay, listen. And then one of those times you will tell them, let me do it. Let me do it with the next person. Then do your own. And then they will add mouth. Add small. You add your own. Add your own. Like that. From person to person. Then you'll be self-sustaining. Eh? That's why Diyadabasi, a lawyer in Lagos, preaches in the buses, the vehicles she enters, preaches on Sundays, different times, different places. And that's why all of them preach somewhere. Bernard harasses everyone in his office. And online, I don't want to know what blessing does. Blessing does many things. All of them, they preach to preachers, they preach to anything and everything. They preach to children. They preach to grown-ups. They preach. Why? Because take the gospel to every creature. I didn't say to grown-ups. And he didn't say to unbelievers only. By the way. Every creature. So they, how? We would come to church sometimes Sunday morning. And we say, alright, let's give testimonies. Or well, we give testimonies when we come back. Everybody. And they came for normal meeting, 8 o'clock. And I send them all out. Don't come back till 12. And we go out on the street preaching to people. Not inviting them to church. That's not preaching. That's inviting people to church. Preaching the gospel of Jesus. Leading people to Christ. She has laid hands on people on the road in Abuja. And they get baptized in the Holy Spirit. On the road. In their shop. There's no kind of story we don't see and hear. We get prophetic words there. In the shop. On the road. With strangers. We stop people and talk to them and say... The Lord is saying, the children do it. The small children do it. Prophetic words. I'm seeing, it's like you have 
words of knowledge on the streets. Because this is the life of Zion. Zion's life, you carry your light, your torch, wherever you go. It's not for Sunday morning or children's church. So the little children go out for evangelism. One grown up, one child. One grown up, one child. The children's teachers, one grown up, they go out. They pray for Nigeria. They see visions about the president, the vice president, and all sorts of things. If small children of four, five, six, seven can do it, can be begging, let me be the next to preach. Let me be the next. The grown-ups ask them, all right, uh-huh, so where do we go? Do we go to the left or right? Which street should we go to? And they pray. Then the child will say, let's go this way. I think we should go here. And they'll be asking, so which house do you think we should enter? It's called training. It's in the ways of the spirit. It doesn't come natural like, like you're wearing a shirt. No. You're trained. Jesus sent them out. They didn't stand up and go. They were sent. Now, unfortunately, most churches don't practice this the way they should. Rather, it's just an invitation expedition. So all they do, everywhere we go, they ask us, are you Jehovah's Witness? And I always wonder, why don't they ask us, are you the other church? They say, are you Jehovah's Witness? And I start wondering, is the only Jehovah's Witness that preaches? Which is too bad. Go with those who go. You hear me? Go thrice a week, four times. If the person doesn't want to go, bribe them. Tell them, I'll buy you coke. I'll buy you food. Are you willing to spend money for things of the kingdom? Do you spend money for carnal things? Can you spend 300 naira to go and look for 3,000 naira? What is important to you? What is of value to you? What did he say is to seek first? With your mouth or with all that you have, spirit, soul, might, strength. So why are you not willing he said, oh boy, come now. You're, let's go and evangelize. And he says, I'm tired. What, are you, would you be willing to buy him food? So he would go. He said, come, let's go. Wait, come back. I'll buy you food. Oh yeah, I'll buy you. We'll eat together. We'll stop by this place and eat. Will you be willing? But we'll preach for one hour. Now, if you struggle with that, that shows why you are weak. Because you're not willing to pour out your life. For what you claim is important. Huh? I wouldn't say this. I'm not saying it. God knows. I wouldn't say it at all. But this trip will cost me almost 200,000 naira. Why would I do it? Am I mad? Do I know you? You are important. I asked God and he said I should come. Am I a wealthy preacher? No, no. Small church students. <laughs> money from where? I don't raise money. I don't take stocks. I don't push anybody. So there's no millions anywhere. None. Obedience is the strategy. I'm not just saying it. You do it. You put your money where you claim. You believe God is speaking. Did you hear me? You're not hearing me. I want to evangelize. How much are you willing to spend for it? We spend tens of thousands of naira to evangelize. I came here to evangelize. Can you come to here and be my members? Can you? Can all of you move to here and come and become my members? So is it for membership? No! I came to give you good news and set you free in the areas God says I should. 
years from now, you will look back at like a hand that was tight, that was free today. And in this season, that hand will be free and muscular. Huh? And you will be using it to punch the devil in the face. That is my reward. Apart from what God will reward me with. But that I obeyed him. Now this one is comfortable. Some people go to the bush. I've heard of uh, Apostle Rome talk about going to villages. That's far harder. That he's willing. I heard a clip of him saying, and you go to the village. That's what he was doing with his salary. So when they say, where's your salary? Why don't you buy a car? He said, I spend it on traveling to go and preach. That is what you do with money. Money is not for piling up in Bitcoin. That's why God will take away all the body of Christians in all those things. But you hear, you keep hearing. Just watch. Already it's happening now. Every time I say it, it happens within days. It's not that I pray it. I just inform. I just tell my church. I'll just be preaching. I'll just go. <laughs> Bitcoin. Within days, sometimes. Some, we go home. That night, someone sends news. That day. And says, did you hear what just happened? Because you're putting your trust in money. Money, you check. Where's your Bible? And this Bible is my mother that gave me when I was 11. Look at you. You won't even buy a Bible. But you're trying to stockpile money because you, you have never sought the kingdom first. Every time you say it, you're lying. And liars will go to the lake of fire. So don't be lying. How many of you want to seek first the kingdom? How many of you will spend your money to seek the kingdom from today? Say, Father, I don't want to despise you anymore. I want to love you and despise money. May money never again compete with your place in my life. I belong to you. You made me for you. May your will be accomplished in my life. Spirit of fear that makes me want to gather money. I rebuke you. Spirit of fear that I will not have provision sufficient for tomorrow. I rebuke you. Babylon gold gold the head of gold Babylon I will not bow anymore to you I bow to King Jesus the ruler of Zion in the name of Jesus Amen I've given you we've prayed so if your phobia was preaching go to your seat or step away from here I've told you what to do Every instruction I give, even those I already gave an instruction on what to do. Focus more on the instruction. We have prayed, we have renounced, and now your job is to obey. Come, the rest of you I haven't prayed for, just stand in a way that is organized. The other, where's the other prayer point? The general prayer point. I, did I pray about sleep? Sleep, unforgiveness. Ah! Causing Nigeria. I don't know if this is the time. But let's just say quickly. <laughs> say, Father, forgive me for causing my nation 
Forgive me for cursing my leaders. The people behind, are you part of this meeting or is there another meeting? Say, Father, forgive me for speaking against your servants in authority. Forgive me for being a hypocrite. For those who don't understand that, Romans 13. You never say anything negative about a man of God, even when he's obviously guilty. You even try to defend it. The Bible calls men of God, like me, the servants of God. And the Bible calls your president and governors the servant of God. Who gives you the right to pick and choose? How many of you would have wanted Jesus not to die? You would have wanted, he shouldn't die and our sins shouldn't be forgiven. Who sentenced him to death? Pilate. Don't you know? If Jesus did not die, would you be forgiven? Huh? Are you sad that Jesus died? Did Pilate do the will of God? Huh? Do you know how many things you condemn that are the will of God? I'm asking that as a question. Do you know? Do you know everything? Do you know how many rulers are raised to do things? That you can never do. Do you know God pronounces judgment on people and things? It's like part of what is coming on Nigeria in a, a year or two. You, you know when you see. You remember someone told you. The things that are coming, some judgments that severe, some judgments that are coming on the church in Nigeria. So you curse your blessings and bless your curses. And you don't know why, because you never inquired from God. You didn't ask God and say, God, and this thing, this president, this governor just did, is it your will? Because in your mind, you think you know God's will. And it is God's will for Jesus to die. Why do you think he refused to talk? Did Peter try to stop Jesus from dying? Did Jesus bless him or rebuke him? You still think you know what is. It's pride and ignorance. Never comment on anything you have not consulted God about. Did you hear me? Oh, I'm giving you wisdom for life. Do you want to see peace and enjoy long life? The Bible says, keep your mouth from evil. And from speaking deceit. Do you know how much deceit and evil you guys speak in this nation? Forget the visions. Forget all the visions and encounters we've had. And messengers from heaven. Forget it. You went there. You didn't hear. You don't know what I've heard and seen and known. Just reading your Bible. The Bible says you should pray for those in authority. That there will be peace. Do you see what's happening? Yesterday I heard Lagos. A, an Okada rider hit another Okada and someone or some people died. The boys in that area stopped every Okada, took the bike and burnt it. They burnt at least 20. Every Okada that passed, they put it in fire. The day before, the same day, in Abuja. All sorts of violence. 
And then I saw a prophetic word we had in 2021. 2021 is online. GAM Watchmen. If you see G-A-M Watchmen, that's our intercessory ministry. And the words were Christians talking, speaking evil, complaining, and it collects like sewage, is squeezed like liquid fire, and then it is sent back to burn the people that said it. And it resulted in violence and trouble and all these things happening in society. Now, that word is from one year ago. Specifically. So as I heard the word, I saw they have posted it. And then I saw the news. And it's increasing everywhere. This one is not Muslim agitators. This is not jihadist. Less than one month ago, when we started praying for Nigeria during Passover season, God told us about five, six, seven different visions and prophecies about the Roman Catholic Church. Specific. Judgment, 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 judgment. I was like, what kind of thing is this? What is it with Roman Catholic Church? As though, I have never seen such a thing in all these years. It was specific. Roman Catholic Church, Roman Catholic Church. I saw a Roman Catholic Church and this happened and that happened and repeatedly. I would say, God, now wow. You hear of all the people that slaughtered a Roman Catholic Church some days ago? Anyone here, you have not heard? That they shot 50 people dead, children, but every, they just opened fire on everything. Two Sundays ago, you probably joined and crossed Nigeria. Did God show you why? No. Neither do you care. I'll give you one scripture. Luke 13. Everyone, look at Luke 13. Look with me. Look with Luke 13, verse 1 and 2. They were present at that season. Oh, guys, sit down. <laughs> they were present at that season. Some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifice. Pause. You're going to read the next verse with me. See, you don't understand. Where do they offer? Where do they offer sacrifices? Where do Jews offer sacrifices? You don't know? In the temple of Herod down, that's where they offered sacrifices. So they were offering sacrifices in what you call church. And the governor, Pontius Pilate, sent and killed them. Their blood flowed into the blood of the animals they were killing. Are you hearing me? Read verse 2 with me. We are reading together. One, two, go. And Jesus answering said unto them, Stop, stop, stop. Change this translation. What is this thing? Nobody understands this thing. Give us English. One to go. And he responded to them. Do you think that these Galileans were more sinful than all Galileans because they suffered these things? Three, finally. No, I tell you. But unless you repent... You will all perish as well. Do you know what you just read? You don't. Did you just hear them come to Jesus and say, Do you hear what happened? Do you hear what happened in church? And Jesus responded, How? Say it in today's language. I tell you. 
Say it in your own language. Don't read the Bible. What? Waiting Jesus answered them. The thing is heavy in your mouth. The thing is heavy in your mouth. Tell them what Jesus just said. In my own language. In English. Okay. Don't look at that thing. Jesus said. Who understands English? Jesus said, uh, <laughs> Okay, he told them that it's not because <laughs> it's not because they are more sinful than the rest who came to report. What will happen to them? That if they don't also repent, they will also perish. Does this sound? Nobody please me. I don't know what you guys just did. It's like. So then go. Is it not? Is this Bible? This is why your preachers never preach some parts of the Bible. Is it the Bible I'm showing you? Is that how to comfort people who have lost their loved ones? You're not answering me now. You're angry with me? Don't be angry with Jesus. You cannot be angry with me. If you, if you are angry with me, you're angry with Jesus. The Bible says, ah, ah, see the prisoner. I tell you that true word. Not be say it be. Unless you not turn from sin, come meet God. All of you now go die too. This is Jesus' response to a massacre. And you keep claiming you know Jesus. I keep looking at Christians and wonder, it's not the Bible I have read that Christians seem to have read. It's not the same Bible. There's no way. See, in the 1990s, I would sit down with my Bible for six hours when I was going to Bible school in my room. I was a student. And God let me know one thing is important. Mary has it. So I copied. I heard the audible voice of God. And I sat down every day and read my Bible and took notes, real notes. If you see, it is like school book. It wasn't for preaching. It was to, I was going to school, the school of the Spirit. And the long and short of what I'm saying is this. A day of judgment is coming. And so many Christians, this will happen to them. I am not just speaking from the Bible. I'm speaking based on the things we have seen. Since 2, 16, 17, 18. Some from 2010. Some are older. There's going to be terror in so many places from quarters. You cannot believe. Now if you hear me and you say, ah, why is this man saying this now? Is he cursing our land? <laughs> the amount of time we spend praying for our land. I spend. Our church spends praying for the land. If you know, you wouldn't say so. You don't finish praying for the church in Nigeria for 31 days. That's one group. The other group was praying and is still praying. Five days a week, every day for two to three or four hours, consistently. Hear me. We carry our nation. You can't be prophetic for real and not be an intercessor. You cannot be. We beg for this nation. We've prayed for things and it changed in this nation. I know others were praying too. God usually has more than one remnant. And we pray today, Monday. We see it in the papers on Tuesday or Wednesday. God has answered those prayers. National events. You don't need to be known. You don't have to announce it in public. Those meetings are quiet, small, in secret. 
But we know, because usually God showed us the thing before it happened, then we prayed about it, then it comes out in the news that so so and so was averted. So we are sure that we are on the king's assignment. But I'm saying there are things God says too that cannot be averted. Why? He tells us, he says, if your people don't repent, it will not be averted. Blood will flow. There are hopes and plans you have that will be the source of the greatest pain for you. Even now, you guys are cooking one. Now, 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 now. I advise you, when we finish this meeting, I think that might be the guest speaker. With whom I just saw as I was reading the Bible. So me, I'll run away. I've eaten into some of my time for this evening. It's okay. There are things that you do and think and believe that have all led up to a certain thing happening. Now, when that thing happens, you can suffer little. But if you don't repent, you suffer much. Do you understand this? Remember, they could go to Babylon and marry and build vineyards. Do you remember? Do you hear where it says, pray for the peace of the city where you dwell? Do you know he was telling them as you're, as you're in Babylon? And he said, plant vineyards, build houses, marry. That's calm down. Don't, don't go and say, don't worry, we are going to be here for two years. Like the false prophets told them. He said, you'll be here for only two years. First, they said the king of Babylon will never invade the place. After that, when he invaded it and Jeremiah's word came to pass. Jeremiah, they used to attack and beat and want to kill. Everything he said came to pass. They still refused to repent and listen to Jeremiah. It's called pride and blindness. Their false prophets kept changing their words. They will say one, then they will change it. After it does not happen, they will change it. Many Nigerians follow those kind of people. You follow false prophets. They say things that fell and they come out and look for an excuse for it. Instead of following the people that what they say is true. Usually you don't know them because you don't follow small people. You follow big names. <laughs> Doesn't it worry you when someone says something over and over again and it never happens? I don't understand that. I know it's Babylonian in nature. They were in Babylon. Jeremiah said, settle down. You're staying there for 70 years. Listen to me. You can have a peaceful captivity. Or you can have a super painful captivity. Which one is better? Even Babylon can be used by God for good. Yes? But you must cooperate with him. I want you to repent. I'm giving you one minute. Father, forgive me. For every evil speaker I have spoken over my nation. Forgive me. Pray, oh. Every evil I have uttered, cursing the land and its leaders. Forgive me. Father, forgive me. Forgive me. Wash me with your blood. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you, and that's why I finish with the people standing here. I want you to pray this. You're going to use your mouth. All of you standing behind there. And ask God to bless your nation. Every evil thing you've ever spoken. I don't have time to explain many things or take questions and answers. Maybe later. Ask God to bless. Listen. From the top down. Ask God to bless your president, your vice president, your governors, the land. 
Don't be saying things like, this nation is useless. Someone slaughtered four people in Texas two days ago. One week ago, someone slaughtered 19 children. So, do you know how many killings are happening in America on any given day? Far more than Nigeria. But every time evil happens in Nigeria, you open your mouth and say, is this a country? And then you compare us to America when they are killing more people in America. Do you know how foolish this is? Because you are local, you don't know international events. On any given day, the week that they shot people on the train in Nigeria, in Israel, there were five attacks in one week. So on what basis do you cost your country? In none of those countries do they say that their country is useless. Nigerians, every time. I've told you, we've seen you people in the spring for years. If you see the damage you cause. Black smoke. Poisonous. It smells like they are emptying soak away. That's the smell of the smoke that comes out from churches. Black. It comes out, fills the church. And then when it lifts, there are dead bodies all over the churches. We have been seeing this for years. Even new people that are not in our church, they come, they get saved, they begin to have prophetic revelations. They will say, see the same thing. Why? Because our hearts are clean. We are not biased and we don't carry prejudices. We are not biased, we are not prejudiced, we don't have sight, we are not political. In our brain, when you're political, it colors your visions. When you're greedy, it colors your visions. Every bias and prejudice you have colors your encounter with God like wearing green glasses it colors everything but when you keep your heart and mind clean which can only come by the washing of the water of the word then you see things clearly if you don't have motivation to pray this prayer and pray I'll repeat the vision we have seen great disaster come on this land great disasters different ones we see come to pass Sometimes they are reduced. But the most common word we get, one of the most common words we get from God, is that we are not enough. That there are not enough people praying clean prayer. When you pray pure prayer, it comes down like white smoke. But it's small. Then the black one, there are millions of people pumping it up. I pray, all those people that see visions, put your hands on your eyes. Let me pray a prayer for you. You see visions, whether dreaming, awake, whatever. Put your hands on your eyes. Even if you've never seen vision before, put your hands on your eyes. Everybody, put your hands on your eyes. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, open their eyes that they might see. Amen. Father, I'm asking that scales fall away. Amen. I am asking that these ones will see the reality of the church in captivity. Amen. And they will contribute to setting her free. Amen. That they will see this land in captivity. And they will contribute to setting her free. I beseech you, almighty God. Eyes be opened. By the power of Jesus. Dreams and revelations you promised for the last day church. You said our sons and daughters would prophesy. These are our sons and daughters. Let them prophesy, see visions and dream dreams. Be it unto you according to the word of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Three more minutes. The rest of you, I'm going to pray for you very quickly. I'll just touch you. You come, touch you, and you go. Everyone, your prayer is this. Father God, bless. Remember those prayers I say you should bless. After you've blessed, bless your local government chairman. Hear me. 
Ask God to bless everybody that has done any good thing at all in Nigeria. Even if they did 90% bad and only did 10% good. Say, God, thank you for the 10%. Are you hearing me? And then, at the end of it, we pray one general prayer and we are done for this session. Pray. Father, we bless Nigeria. We bless this country. We ask for good for this land. We bless our nation. Are you tired of blessing Nigeria after all the years you spent crossing it? Bless our roads. Bless our schools. Bless our corporate structures. Bless our businesses. Bless our ministries. Call them by name. Bless the police. Bless the army. Bless children, mothers, parents, fathers. <clears throat> Bless every structure there is that holds up this nation. Some of you, you're praying. Some of you are not praying. I've said all the courses you have cost Nigeria since you are small. We are trying to cover up for it in 10 minutes. Eh? I will not allow you not pray. You have caused 10 years damage. You cannot be found to not do 10 minutes recovery. Eh? Or you don't, you have, who is here? You, do, you have not been speaking bad things about Nigeria. How many of you here? You habitually say, is this a country? I've seen our country trying to tear apart and the amount of blood that came out. If you see it, you won't do. How do you know it's not your blood or your relative's blood? Those things you talk about casually is because you hope it will not happen to you. That's why you do those things. But the people they are kidnapping on the way, bandits and the rest, this American prisoner escapes two a few days ago. Sees a family, a man, his three children, small child of eight, twelve, fourteen. He shoots all of them dead. Why? Why did you kill them? The other one got a gun, ran, shot his grandmother in the face. Then ran into a primary school and opened fire. I didn't tell you the full story. The police stood outside for one hour plus and did not enter. Police. American police that you'll be praising up and down. Parents that came and wanted to run inside to go and fight and save their children, they handcuffed some of them. Has that one happened in Nigeria yet? This is America. I'm talking about two, two weeks plus ago. Go and read it in the news. Texas, over. The person that killed the guy that stood in class just killing everybody he saw. It is a father that has a child in that school. That is a policeman that was not on duty. That was in the barber shop. That took a gun from the barber. And ran inside there. And shot that guy dead. American police were outside for one hour plus. Talking to the man through the door. Please come out. You'll be cursing your country. Cursing your country. Because you don't know nothing. If you know, you won't be cursing your country. Would Nigerian police have done that? You, you complain about Nigerian police allowing armed robbers. I'm telling you about America. If you see their gear, they, are, they have 20, 50 cars gathered. High, high tech cars with armor, with every kind of weaponry. They stood outside. They have changed their story up to whether 10 times. 
They keep changing because they are so embarrassed. While the man was killing children, primary school children. But you'll be cursing your country. When they curse them online, you join. Many of you, let me save your life now. The four of you that will obey quick. You <laughs> Get off social media. Every negative place you are, you cannot be drinking poison and then drinking medicine at the same time. You still die. You drink so much poison, you become an assassin of Nigeria. And you're blaming government. When the most powerful people on earth, which are Christians, your mouth, in your mouth is what? The power of the tongue is what? Life and death. And every time it opens, you speak death over your nation. And somehow hope that Buhari will make life. Do you realize how confused that is? Heaven looks at, angels look at you people and they are confused. Don't you know your prayers power angels or demons? I'm doing what, you see this, I ought to give you a Bible study on it in two hours, three hours. But I know I will not have such time. You open your mouth, demons go running. You are Christians. You, you send messenger demons throughout the land. If you have visions, I've prayed, God will show you. When you see it for yourself, you will repent properly because you have not repented. You just obeyed me, which is good. But you must see it. You must see the damage you have caused. Maybe some of you become true intercessors. When you see what you have done, you're like Israel of old before they went into captivity. You destroyed the land of Judah. Then you called on God to protect you against the Babylonians. How? Meanwhile, if you opened your mouth and prayed and obeyed God, the power of God would have gone before you like mighty hailstones and crushed the works of darkness. You don't know your power. You only use your power for yourself. You claim things for yourself. You don't claim things over your nation. But Muslim alphas are speaking things. Occultists are speaking things. Satanic occultists said that they were fasting one time for 40 days for the destruction of the land for ministers again all sorts of things fasting and praying on plane the man refused to eat this preacher said he didn't know the man is a preacher why are you not eating he thought he's a christian he saw him moving his mouth he thought he's a christian speaking in tongues he said i'm a satanist we are praying against for the destruction of christian marriages ministers marriages do you know occultists fast white man on plane fasting for the destruction so as you pray for the blessing <laughs> they are the ones praying for destruction you think you know that's not specific that's general prayer they are praying it all over the world the way i am a minister of god they are ministers of god they are ministers of darkness of satan they are very busy so every time you join them <laughs> you jo christians are their greatest support group it is so painful. I have stood sometimes and said, God, why do you show us these things? Don't show us. But I'm here, I'm begging you. And I hope wherever you go, you carry the message. And you will make the people there repent too. Scriptures, I will give you scriptures. Go online, look for us. We will give you the scriptures. We will back up what we are saying with the word of God. Not just visions and revelations. Obey Jesus. Never did you see Jesus speak against the Roman authority. Not once. Was he blind? They were under the rule of a foreign nation. Not once. Instead, he said when they complained to him, he said, 
if you don't repent, this Roman government will kill you too. How many of you know history that the Roman government ended up killing them? Slaughtered them. Till water flowed like a river down the temple. They ran to the temple and hid. They slaughtered them. The water flowed like, their blood flowed like rivers. They slaughtered them in that same temple of Herod. Then they pulled the temple down. And the words of Jesus were fulfilled from Matthew 24. I'm telling you plain history. This is not Pastor Itas talk. This is what happened for real. Jesus warned them. The only people that escaped were the Christians in that city. Because Jesus said, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, those of you here flee to the mountains. So all of them fled to the mountains. All the Christians escaped. But if it happens now, most Christians will never escape. Because number one, so many different Christian leaders say different things. Some of them are the heads of cursing. Not once did Jesus say anything about the Roman authority. He was talking to his own people, the Israelites, and telling them, you repent, save yourself from this untoward generation. You are busy blaming. Well, from heaven, God looks down and says, but this thing would not be happening to you except you open the door for it to happen to you. So you repent, then I will control the leaders. Do you understand how it works? But you want the leader to change, then you will change. Who is the child of God? The leaders or you? Who is the standard? Who should be righteous? The leaders or you? Now I've heard, I heard that preachers are money launderers. That they put money as offering in America. And then they collect it as offering in Nigeria. And give it back to the person. Your preachers are about to go to prison. All over. I, I suspect it might be Peter or B that will handle that job. Because we saw an Igbo man. Oh, <laughs> Niger. We are here. <laughs> You'll be committing iniquity, hoping that God will help you while you're sinning. While there's 50 sins in your backyard, then you come in front and act sanctimoniously. We think God is like us. The amount of Babylon in the church is incomprehensible. I want you to pray one more prayer. Repent on behalf, and that's why I stopped you. Repent on behalf of your parents, physical and spiritual. You have two minutes. Do you, do you know how to repent on someone's behalf? Say, Father, on behalf of my family, my father, my mother, my pastors, I say I am sorry. Forgive us. Pray like that. Say, forgive us. You have two minutes. You are not repenting properly for your parents. And your pastors. Oh God, you don't understand. Please open your mouth. Say, Father, I am, we are sorry. Say, we are sorry. We have sinned. We have spoken evil. We have been hypocrites. Big hypocrites. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Can you do one more thing for me? Just stand to your feet. Father, we thank you. Lift your hands. Father, I'm asking that every prayer here that was prayed according to your will will be answered. 
prayer that is according to your will, let it be answered. And not just that, but do more than we ask for or imagine. I ask for mercy upon these ones and may their prayers count for Nigeria. May their utterances contribute to deliverance of this nation and their lives from the power of the lion. Save us from the power of the lion. Babylon, save us from the power of the lion with wings. In the name of Jesus, let them know what it means to walk in boldness. Thank you. Bless the work of their hands and give them grace to do more than we've asked for. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.